You're listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 99. Experimentation Center in Taita Kasiko's private lab. A safe space that has uh, been not gifted to you, that your its use has been gifted to you as a safe place for you to hide out in Deepa Mascar uh, while Taita assists you with uh, researching the gems that you have brought here. The group settling down for the late afternoon, moving in to the evening, Scrimcorn. <gasps> Returning to himself from his communion with his deities. How long was he out? I would my 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 thought is that it's like about real time to his to his it, it, this time. Exception. I don't know how we've described it in the past. It probably varies a little bit, but this time, you know, just a few minutes. They never long meetings. Yeah. You're efficient. No. A few well, minutes. A skin horn blinks awake. And he, um... Uh... Yeah, he immediately... Oh, right back in his mouth. Like a, like a pacifier or security like blanket. Why is it not? It's drooling a little bit. Yeah. And, uh... And sputters and, yeah, drinks from, uh, from a water skin and... Puts a pipe in his mouth and... Uh... Burns, burns something in it and starts kind of quietly. Do you make away. a scene when this happens? Like we're in such close quarters that if you're making it all a scene, like you would for sure grab the attention of yeah he, of other people. It, um, I think he is unable to come out of one of his visions. He's not a, a uh, uh, showboating guy, but yeah, I think it would. It would uh, While he's in the trance, is he, is he like, is he just sitting there meditatively, or is he kind of like? No, I said before, it seems like he talks to himself. And he kind of, he's kind of like mumbling and maybe like rocking around kind of like that. Not screaming. He's not sleep screaming. Yeah. But he's definitely uh, uh, sleep screaming. In, this, in the space we're in. Yeah. It is very clear that Scram is not all there. I think Greg even uh, was saying that yep, just he's, he's unreachable. He's very clearly unreachable. And you guys know him. Even if you haven't seen him go into one of his trances when he's committing with the witches, um, I would say that with our with our how well the group knows each other and they know what Scram is up to. It's clear that this is his like, like when. Oh he's right! Coming. So we know of the ritual. We've never seen it before. Right. Indeed. Because he's talked about like how he communes with the witches and he like gets into a uh-huh. a he, trance kind of thing. Little seen it before, but he knows not to like. Bug yeah. Him. Because yeah. you know yeah. when he saw it, then he buried baby in the snow. Exactly. Well, yeah. He like, did do that. <laughs> it was a pretty sure. connected event. So people are like been scrimping up to anything. It's a um, phrase now. She buried baby in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it's, it's like yeah. it's just <laughs> metaphorical. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so he comes out of it and he's um, and he's kind of like coughing and kind of kind of recomposing himself a little bit and is uh, and is just in in deep thought for a little bit, not like no one talking to me, just kind of processing clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the size of this room that we're in? Um, 
for the sake of having an idea of how, it, how close quarters are we. No, no, it's more like the size of this entire downstairs, you know, so like, uh, okay. lab, to, right? how, how long is that? You know, like maybe 40 feet by 60 feet? Are there like multiple it's kind a real of swag and not yeah, great? Yeah, yeah. Spatial. I think. Can you are there multiple it? spaces? When it, is it like divided? No, no, no. no. It's one big room. Uh, it's probably like benches. One big room. There's like a there's there's a couple, only two chairs. If you remember, it was I meant like work benches, like with like long tables with you know apparatuses no, and things. No, but uh, but desks, but not benches. It's only two seating spots. No, like a workbench. You don't sit on. That's what they call it. Uh, They're tables. Work desk. Right. Like yes. chemistry and desk, school. a bench, whatever you want to call it. A, a place where stuff is. Yeah. Sure. yeah. A work yeah. bench. Sure. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it's close quarters. You can't really go anywhere in this room without being seen by your friends. This is going to sound weird. I'm not trying to get off topic. But is there a bathroom? Like, is there a... Like, we're staying in a room. Um, but then, like, we... We're not locked in this one room, are we? Uh, there is uh, an attached bathroom. Okay, just so want to understand that we're not. So there is one place. Yeah, the, I think they, the, it seemed like the intention was do not leave this the room. Card? A little washroom. You okay thing. in there, buddy? Yeah, it like stay in this room. Okay, I just want to make sure like that we're not. There's a difference between like trapped in a room and trapped in a prison cell. Right. No, no, there, there's, an, there's an attached washroom, stuff, right? Like we we need to we're like avoiding exposure by being in here and don't know what's on the other side of that door anymore. Like they're repopulating the lab and clearing it. It seems like, like yeah, like any like this is a protected space by Taita, and anything outside of that, we can't guarantee what's gonna happen. Correct. Um, we are missing Baron's minute. We need our. What's your problem? He didn't make it out. Aurora's there. Yeah, Aurora's there. Morden said to not come back here. I put Solitaire there. Yeah, our, our NPCs are here. Solitaire not is not uh, here with you guys well, in this room. Then we should remove. But neither is a table. giant adjunct, so don't. That's that's uh, more like the concept yeah. looming. He is always he's with always, us. I feel like he's always yeah. at our heels. The part of Baron will be played by a half-eaten date. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat it halfway, it'll stand up. Just kind of bite off the, the end. Right. When people yeah. see the date, they say, that's a nice date. That's a nice date. All right. Baron's so, a good date. Where was the bin with? We're missing Baron? We're missing the bin. The bin? Well, the, 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 it's pronounced bear. Oh, in the garage, maybe? Display it's, it's pronounced bear. No, no. Definitely not. Okay. I'll find it. Anyway, yeah, let's, let's keep going. So you're not engaging with the group on... Um, uh, no, but, um... Uh, not yet. Yeah. But, but like, if... Later on, so well, this is the same day as all the devil battles and everything, right? We're still in yes. that day. Okay, yeah, this yes. is the, during the rest, huh? Yeah. yeah. Taita has come in a couple times to give some small updates. Um, she showed up in the morning, uh, I think. Here and there. She came to uh, deliver your uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, in personal here. effects. Your personal effects, yes. And uh, she comes in. For oh, one, thank God, my job. For one final uh, update for the evening, and she says, We're uh, going to. She says, it's going to take overnight to get the uh, to get the particular lab that I need uh, in operational order, but I've got my best people working on it. Uh, I've got my best people working on it. Like the best people of the ones who survived, or your very best? Well, no, the first thing. Uh, my best remaining people are uh, are on it, and they will uh, they'll have it operational by tomorrow morning. He says. She says, but that's a good opportunity for you all to get some rest. You seem like you could use it. 
How long do you estimate this research will take? She says, oh, I have no clue. On the order of hours, days, weeks, years? Could be one of those. <clears throat> what would it change? Well, I don't want to live here for years. Jim says, oh, anything we can do to help <laughs> that comes to mind. I we think she wants us to seem to have some time on her hands. Says, I she won't says, be here for years. I've got something. Also, you promised to tell me about my arm. Uh, yes, you should talk to him. Oh, yeah, remember, she's in, in her golem form. Her just glowing head turns towards you and says, Swivels yes, without moving. We do need to discuss that. Would you prefer to discuss that tonight or tomorrow? Tonight's fine, if that's all right. I mean, he says, "Okay." Don't add if it's fine. Let me set up a couple things and come on back. I want to understand more about that. All right. He says, "As far as helping, I think I've got something for you. It's not pleasant, and I'm checking the last couple things, but I fear I may need your assistance." Super. Mark pops his pipe and says, "You'll know where to find us." He says, "Indeed, I will." She leaves the room again. And after she leaves, Scrim says again, I won't be staying here for years. When you now. leave, let me know. I we do need the rest. Your eyes. I guess. But after, She's like full. after some time, if we don't have a good sense, how long? I have things to be doing. Box. How, how candid have you been about following Bear Jaw? He's uh, pretty candid. Pretty candid, right? I think he's been pretty candid. About snowbang? About no, Bear Jaw. Uh, well, because for a long time yeah. it was... It was, it was right. the, the, the hammer following Bear Jaw, right? Right, but then recently he's been looking for snowbang. Right. The orders changed. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know he, if... That, he was candid. Yeah, he was candid. So, like, so Bear Jaw's out, out of the crosshairs and that's well known. Um... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's. I think that he's like been. He's been. He's been very open and pushing about. Sure. It. Yeah. I, I just want to make because if Mock's under the impression that you're following Bear, you're like, what? really? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. yeah. Not, and then he understands. But you do. You have places to go. It's like, yeah. And I will go uh, with you. Because I too want to know what happens. He says, and <clears throat> apparently finding Snowbane alive is less important for me. And uh, now. Well, what are you looking for? Now? They want me to find. He just says they because I weren't. He knows. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. They want me to find some kind of god spark, which I guess would be some essence of Snowbane. Baron's trained in religion. Does that term strike a? Does that ring any bells? Is this a term he's ever heard before? Roll a religion check. Sure. Ooh. He's a heretic. Not well. Oh that's, no. Uh, I think that's probably just gonna be three. Actually, no, no. I think there's, uh, I get a bonus, right? He should well, you're be six. Yeah, six. Just the proficiency six. bonus. Godspark. religious. Godspark rings a bell in Baron's mind. But a trip to a library may be necessary to, uh, uh, to get to the bottom of it, but it does have some meaning beyond the lips of the witches. Huh. He's certain of that. Uh, some obscure, some obscure, uh, uh, what would you call it, like theological, uh, Philosophies. Okay. And Scrim says, Does that mean anything to you, Baron? Ah. Uh, sounds like some uh, maybe a theological concept that I maybe heard once a few decades back. Couldn't say for certain. 
have to go find a library or a temple or something where I could do we some... We could ask Taita to get you a book. I you bet could you ask me what? Lots of books. Taita walks in to the room. Taita, Taita Bear makes a sweeping gesture towards Taita and says, after you, talkers of the group. <laughs> oh, you've returned. Yes, and she asked you a question. Oh, ah. Uh, looking, you know, have you had any uh, research books? I'm still looking into a theological concept. Could you uh, be at all any more specific? At all? Just yeah. even a little says, bit. We have books. If that's what you're asking, the uh, seed has a lot of books. We have the greatest uh, source of uh, fonts of knowledge in all uh, in all of Toro. Ah. Uh, God spark was the term. You said it in common. Yeah. So he says it in common. Might be different translations and other bit, but God spark. Just study of the uh, theological. Not exactly. Uh, not going to come off the top of my head. Not usually what my research uh, focuses on. I, sounds like a uh, sounds like something that the religious scholars would be studying. Ah, are there many of those around here. That's why he was asking about a library. Do they even yes. lend books? We, 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 have, we have those sorts of things. Here? Like in the building? The experimentation center focuses more on the practical, uh, more on the, 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 the practical sciences than the... The forward-facing edge of history. The forward-facing edge of history, if you will. But, uh, but, the, but the theological still has a uh, great place in the, in the overall study in, in Amaskar. You could find... Uh, Many great libraries here that might uh, contain books on the topics that you're seeking. Hmm. Are they all restricted, or can I just walk in and poke it out? It says with a uh, with proper citizenship papers, uh, which of course you have uh, artfully forged uh, to get to where you've been. It says, of course. Hmm. She says. Well, uh, might take a trip there tomorrow. Right. Who knows? Like to go by yourself. You should not come do along. this. I, you can come with. I'd love to tag along. Or maybe Drust and he enjoys books. Uh, too, too much, much. maybe. <laughs> books? <laughs> he pops out of his tent, which he has set up in this Someone room. Someone mentioned books. That's right, he's the only one that assembles a press. <laughs> Though his tent is no paper press. Paper thin. Paper thin. You can see his silhouette in there. He says, oh, I will go with you. Unfortunately. And he pops um, his head back in his tent. Until Kevin breaks down, comes back. Sure. <laughs> Maybe he has a change of heart. On second thought. He says, "Yes, I'd be happy to hook you up with, uh, set you up with a couple of uh, specific places you could look." Hi, I'm not really. I'm new to the area. Don't really know what's what. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Uh, it's painfully obvious. Now let's uh, <laughs> talk about. Let's talk about that plate of yours. As she uh, walks over and looks at it very closely. Oil vein holds his arm out. His oily arm. His oily arm. Shadow blood arm. Uh, oh damn, I forgot the name. I gotta, so gotta open my notes here. <coughs> Can you make it into different shapes? What's the name of the thing? Like a fish hook uh, or a club or a spike. The blood? Ooh, the, the filthy, other, nasty blood? Other shorter blood. Shorter and longer. Shorter okay. and longer. Yeah. I think that you could she looks, that. She does one of these tricks. She looks, uh... She looks very closely at your uh, at your arm. She says, "Would you mind if I poked it?" 
She looks around on her desk now. and she grabs an instrument, a little metal rod, oh, no. which she pulls yeah. and it telescopes out. And she stands back about five feet from She's it. Like, this is and going just to hurt. Pokes it through, like right through the top of his hand. Oh, wow. Does it just go through it, right? It's it like, goes through it, yeah. There's resistance, but it goes through, yeah. through it. Like and she pulls it back out, and there's no residue left on the, uh, left on the telescoping stick. She says, uh, That is fascinating. She says, uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, and being so bold, that is other blood, is it not? I've always called it shallow blood, but I guess it's another type of blood? I don't really... I take it from your expression that you don't know the answer to my question. I'd appreciate it in the future that you could just tell me that you don't know. It won't have any, hold any points against you. So this is an ask, exam. I did ask you to tell me about he says, you asked me to tell you about the plate. I'm asking you about your body. Well, no, that's true. All right. Uh, it's, an, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. We thought it might be related to uh, some cataclysm we saw in a, in a paper. And uh, Justin, the paper. Ship Sighter would like to see that. We got a uh, paper from, uh, that I received from uh, Deja Pongentor. So it is the work of Deja Parmentor. I guess so. Look, she says, It is of tantamount importance that you keep that covered and undiscovered when walking about in this city. She says, Study, uh, uh, study of other blood is strictly forbidden, even for, a, uh, even for an organization as secluded as mine. She says, Any hint of studying of the forbidden material uh, would bring about the end of our house. The he says, frankly, you being in here with that gives me pause in this entire thing, and if it weren't for my extreme loyalty to Arundel and my desire to see his death avenged, he says, I would have you uh, escorted out of the Empire at once, or perhaps even you turned in for try. execution. Bearjell, like, says, but alas! Bearjell, like, <laughs> saunters up and is like, you could try. But alas, I have weighed the uh, priorities in my life, I and I have found it. it worth keeping you around uh, for the sake of my longer-held uh, loyalties with uh, with the old dwarven mage. She says as she's staring at the... Baron Pabson says, why is it forbidden? Says, well, it sounds like you do have some understanding of the cataclysmic event as you called it the uh, uh, that which brought about the end of the ancient Damascar Empire. You know about that, it seems? I saw one of those Damascari vision histories. Oh, yes, you mean a book. Yes, this is your version of a book. Oh, God, the library! That word means different things in different places. (laughs) Indeed it does, indeed it does. Yes, I forgot that in some places they still use just primitive ink on paper. Yes. In some places they let people walk around and not get locked up for thinking other things, too. So strange. Strange worm. Her golem head just talks to the side and says, From my study of the world, not very many. We could get out into the wilds. <laughs> See, he knows what he's talking about. You're not about. swampy enough. Not, not, not by a... Not she says, look... 
That plate was made by Deja Parmentor, and she is, uh, uh, and she is a wanted, uh, a wanted terrorist by the Deep Empire, or at least that's the public story. Says, made a bit of a name for herself in studying this, uh, studying this substance. The establishment, if you will, is worried that study of such a thing could bring about a return of that great unknowable evil that once threatened to destroy the entire world and tore the Amaskar Empire in twain. Deja, didn't you say she said the end of the world was coming or something? It she seemed rather that. grandiose yeah. claims at the time, but well, we've seen some vision. Had a lot of other troubles. Like haven't really given yeah, much concern yeah. to that. It was pretty bad. And you met her. I did meet her. She kidnapped me. So. Well, that's been Deja's line all along: is that the end of the world is coming, and that studying the other blood is the only way to stop it. It's an intriguing story, I admit, and one that I have not discounted. But. He says, but here you are, an actual creation of Dejas. I don't get much chance to see them. As I said, the study is forbidden, but I have really to want admit to it's you. very intriguing. I hear things because of it, I guess. You hear things? I uh, deep well, speech in my mind. It's very loud. What does it say? A lot of things. Sometimes not very nice things. Sometimes actually helpful things. But usually not very nice. Uh, what has it said most recently? Uh, Was it talking about me? How cool I am? How cool you are? Uh, yes. <laughs> I know it. He think, I think because like oil vein, he kind of thought of what things that he was, things that have been said about the people in the crew. <laughs> and they yeah, usually are not very nice things about like they're very negative things. <laughs> negative about things. like shit talking. Yeah, it's like you're very codependent on these people, aren't you? Um, <laughs> really using yeah. some this is the first This is the first is that what he's saying? Is he saying that? Six yeah, he's it says things like that. It says cast a lot of doubt on the things that he's <coughs> he's uh, he's been trying to prove in his life about having friends and you know, we all have voices like her that. Her glowing orange face, and when she gets real close, you can just close. You can just barely see the kind of metal structure of the golem face behind the bright orange glow that emanates out from the from the cowl that she wears over her head. And she looks real close and she says, "But yet you've managed to keep your sanity." Is that a concern? Says, oh, I think everything is a concern when you've got an appendage made of the substance that nearly brought about the end of the world, don't you think? He can put the wand well, in it I and mean, make it go... Well, I mean, I don't know what all to expect. Is, have you, do you have cases of this? Previous uh, examples? More cases and, there are, and there ought to be things that prioritize, too. Uh, what are the gravest concerns and... What are things we can... Is his health in danger? I mean, But he's just our oil vein. She says, I'm sorry, but I thought I'd made it clear that study of such a thing is strictly forbidden the answer to all of these questions while... What, are you scared? While causing me to have a great deal of curiosity and the answers to them are not known to me or anyone else operating on this side of the law. You're right. You probably couldn't figure it out. Then she says, oh, I could figure it out. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this would be a trivial matter to simply learn all the insides and outs. Uh, you know, I, I'm i pushing science centuries behind all comprehension in this facility here. I want you to... Some things surely are beyond your comprehension, then, though. Do like you know this. where we could find Deja Parmentor? 
Yeah, maybe she knows more than you, hmm? Well, didn't she bugger off when uh, you kidnapped? Well, she kidnapped you and you said you saw something and then she said, oh, well, that's the end of the world for sure, then packed her bags and, like, went through a portal or something? That was the last time I saw her. I told her about Scream Queen's vision and it seemed... Giant red eyes in the dark. You told us about it after you came back when you weren't a dog anymore. Exactly. Deja's been around longer than most of us, and uh, you don't live for that long as a enemy of the state of the Deep Empire without knowing a great deal about how to keep yourself hidden. That being said, there are ways to locate parlay with such an individual should you have the right thing to offer. But you've met her, you've talked to her. I've talked to her. I mean, obviously, she put that plate on you. When she put it on? She was my father's lover. Great, that's wonderful. That's not an answer to my question. Well, that's how it came to be. She became jealous of my mother and she put this on me. Right, so the question was (laughs) when... This was... When was the moment of jealousy at its peak, would you say? Trying to remember. She puts her hand forward and she uh, touches your ear and then like flicks it. And she says, you got elf blood in you, right? How, how old are you anyway? 100 years? 200 years? How long do your type live? I'm 19. 1900 years? 1900 years oh, old. Oh my god. No! <laughs> I'm 19 years old. He's but a lad. 19 years old? 19. That is nearly fully grown for, for Goliath. You're on the downhill. You are, you are near death. <laughs> you got a gray hair, too. Well, you're always near death. <laughs> Well, if you're doing it right. She says, you... And she looks to all of you and she says, you are all full of surprises. I... Mr. Bagger. He says, look, I can tell you this. He says, when we all leave this place to go wherever it is that we're going to go next, I give you my word that I will... Like when we die? When we step outside of the territory here, I feel that... Perhaps you could. The rules could be stretched a bit. When we're not standing on the Deep Empire land or funded uh, by the Deep Empire, study of such a thing could perhaps go unnoticed and uh, be ethically mm, explained away in a, in a mind such as mine. I would be glad Are we going somewhere? He says, oh, certainly. In years. Oh, thank God. Well, see, we're not going to fix the situation <laughs> with your grandfather sitting here deep down in the Underdark. Oh, that is the first Certainly same thing not. you have said Unless he's today. coming here. There, you have to go somewhere for your research. He says, no. He says, My, this, says, there's no better place in the entire world to do research than in this facility <laughs> right here. So you're proposing to come along with us? Because I'm proposing that you come along with me. Well, where are you going? Says, well, I don't know yet. I haven't done the research. Oh my god. So I thought this was clear to everybody. We do the research, we find out what we need to do next, and we go wherever that is, and we fix the problem, and I finally get vengeance, or uh, or whatever it is, a closure of some sort for a dear friend of mine who was betrayed by an evil, tyrannical uh, uh, asshole that is your grandfather, and then I come back here and live out the rest of my days. Easy. Only dwarf can say that about other dwarves. Um, Mark says, all of research is next. Then better be on with it. He says, well, that's tomorrow. I've got the ball rolling. What? The pork ball. 
Oh. The pork ball. Cool. Mm. Do you have those down here? Can be we get nice. Some? Can we get some? Really pork? nice. Ball says, uh, pork is very, uh, very expensive to find here, but uh, oh, I might be able to source some for you. Are there any other spherical meat options? Yes, he what says, oh yes, meat? we do have, what are those things called? Underdarts. Flea balls? Flea balls. Flea balls. Says, flea balls. <laughs> he says, we got flea balls. You eat those? Oh, I was looking for something uh, less... Insectoid base. Grim says there is. Says oh, we have a very insect-heavy diet down here. Oh, that's gross. There is a. I mean, I eat insects too, but there is a creature whose meat tastes something like pork, but you should not see it alive. We can get some. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) There's an animal down here that tastes. The not see it alive part was it? Because you won't want to eat it. It's not like a person or something, is it? It's a very cute. Old rumor I heard was that humans taste like pork, but they never, you know, ever confirmed yeah, that. Why would I know Everything what human tastes, tastes like humans. Just <laughs> anyway, cover that If any of us did, you would know what humans taste like. As you guys are all talking about uh, various underdark, uh, underdark meats and the taste of human flesh, she, uh, can you just talk to Oilvein a bit and says, uh, anyway, I think you should cover that thing up uh, as long as you're down here. It's oh, liable to get us all killed. She says, I fear that not even I could protect the uh, repercussions that would happen if anyone had seen that. We have our disguises, so that should keep me safe for the time being. He says, do be sure that it does not come off. Like I said, there will be no second chances if that disguise comes off in the streets. He, puts on he says, if you think it would be bad enough to be foreigners here without permission, he says, that arm of yours, he says, it will not be a swift death that ends you. He says to Taita, uh, I'll be sure to be inconspicuous. And then he puts on the, the mask that he has. The new mask. <laughs> the crazy. I'm super inconspicuous. <laughs> he says, ah, oh, yes, very well. Good, good. Well, given that there's a bit of research to be done, it seems as if we're about to head out. I certainly have no intentions of ever coming back to Deepa Mascar. And given that it's a one-way trip, I'm wondering if there may be other places that may have any information about this other blood of oil veins. Surely they haven't burnt all the records. Well, this kind of place, it seemed like they're sort of... They might burn a lot of books. So they just look back to the outside to Taita. He says, whenever anyone is caught, uh possessing some of the remaining other blood from the great uh, uh, from the great they should have a cool name for the for the thing Sundering. deep mask what, what do they call the thing we're like, talking about the, uh, the other, other the cataclysm no no but like the thing whose blood it was what do they call that well the thing is they don't have names and stuff for most of those things because study including naming it yeah. naming is a form of study well, they have a history it, 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 of... It, 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 heresy to speak of it. A thing happened, that's the thing. we don't talk about that yeah, thing. Yeah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> really? That big of a... Okay, this is like a Voldemort thing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, except they're Voldemort. Mm. <laughs> to talk about it is to acknowledge the failure of the Empire. He says that... Or like, yeah, that she, genocide our country committed. He says, yeah. that being said, uh, whenever anyone is caught with such a thing, one would presume that the substance that they were in possession of must go somewhere. As far as I know, we don't 
know how to destroy it. That would require studying it to understand that. So it would stand to reason that there must be some place in the city, in the Empire, that uh, would house such documentation and such. But I, to the under, under. as much as I hesitate to admit, as much, uh, as, as much, uh, as low as my balls hang here in the experimentation center, it says, matters of, uh, uh, matters of the highest security of the state is not my purview. It says, I've managed to live here for so long and get the leeway that I do because I don't try to push into those territories. Says, uh, that's the way to survive here. Play it safe. <clears throat> he says, way to uh, she says, oh, we don't play it safe here. Sounds like you do. She says, I suppose you could. I suppose you could say, as long as relations with the other houses go, yes. My philosophy is to play it safe. He says, but as today's events would show, what happens here is not always the safest way to go. But progress requires sacrifice and bravery. Could you speak to any of the other cases of other blood recently? Is it something that is even rumored about? Clearly not in the news. Says there are whispers in the town always. I don't hear much of it here. I don't get out of this facility. I haven't for quite some time. He looks over to uh, Oil Van and then discriminates. says, Sounds like it's your last chance to track him down here at the source, if that's in your point of view. He says, We're not leaving immediately by any means. Uh, don't worry about that. He says, there, there is time for you. And I, 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 I want to say that if, if we leave, I, I don't see these brothers coming back themselves. This, this would be the time to investigate in order to do so. I agree, I agree, but please don't compromise what we have going here for the sake of understanding your strange body. Oil <laughs> Tarta looks at Oil Vane, and Oil Vane looks over the corner. You're on to talk, snoot. robot person. Snoot is scooting his butt in the corner. <sighs> she looks over and she Bloody says, streak. Is that a dog made of other blood? <laughs> yeah, his arm sort of. No, he vomited yeah. that up. Yeah. That was I remember yeah, you that. Throw up that dog once. It came from inside me. <laughs> Don't worry, we keep a nice low profile. Are you saying that this affliction of yours is evolving? Yeah, uh, it's changing. It's going through some changes. Since I have known him That's for the last several what? months, it has. Yes. That's what evolving means, son. Yes, then yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Ma'am? Robots? Well, uh... I can hide him, too. Don't worry about it. I can put him back inside my body. People love dogs! Yeah, he's nice, actually. She says, there is much more here to discover. I'm certain of it. And, too bad and she looks around to each of you and she says, Did you, you told her the whole story of... Adric and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. and the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were very transparent on that. You say, well, I should you know, say, Druson said everything. What's becoming clear to me here is I think there's more to your story than you have told me. You've told me what's relevant to the gems, but uh, she goes and grabs the chair and sits down. She says, could I hear the whole thing? How did you all come to be together? Such a strange lot. Get the book. He says, What's Justin has a very detailed journal. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and maybe Mark says, detailed. Perhaps you better read and ask us any questions that you have. 
Jerusalem says, oh no, I'll tell the story. Because oh, <laughs> he gets out of his tent with his big book. Looks like, now I have to hear it again. And the title of the book says, The Facets of Fate. Uh, Chapter 1, Genesis. Now I want to know, and Scrim wants to know, ruins. exactly how much detail, not because he's private, but curious, how much detail Drusen's Reliquary and his books have about things like the witches. Well, knowledge does belong to everyone. But we will have yeah. to find that out from Kevin <laughs> and the oil he arrives. Oh, Kevin was headed north and then 45 minutes ago, and then he said stopped traffic on 101. Yeah. Holy moly. No, he wasn't saying traffic stopped. He's saying he stopped it. Yeah. Oh, he stopped he the traffic. Don't worry, guys. Said, I stopped the traffic. He took off his shirt, and everyone's like, wow. No, no, he stopped the traffic that was having a problem. But it's oh, he's, he has yeah. eliminated the traffic. He leaned out the window and said, hey, Move it along! Have a booty move! Oh, oh, there was a crash, but it's not bad. It's only it's only 21 minutes from Sausalito right now, I so... What's better now? Yeah, it must, uh... What if he's already here? It's down to an eight-minute delay, What if he's so. always been here? He'll probably, he's probably right around the corner. What if he's in the house? He's sitting right here. Okay! Uh, yeah. I'm fine with him telling the, the whole story. Uh, well, let me put it this way. Even if Scrim wanted the detail about the witches, at this point, with how much we're working with, uh, uh, Sequel, I can't believe I almost forgot the name. It's been on our minds for a year. Um, uh, he would not interrupt Justin with, with... I'm sure Justin would explain everything. And that's the, that I mean. meeting in Oakhurst, traveling uh, from Assassins up to, uh, Mirabar, Traveling from there to the little mining town, from there to Kundrakar, the hammer battling of all dragon, souls. finding the hammer and of this all is a souls. Very safe place to say it all. Like, yeah, this is like it's only a big tight who we've already kind of brought. This is in. like kind of why we have this. Traveling through the mountains, meeting up with the Goliaths, going to Mithril Hall, escaping Mithril Hall, going through the swamp, battling them, going to Silvery Moon, taking the airship to the temple, battling the people in the temple, traveling across the plains into the desert, meeting up with all the weird centaur people, making our way to Skyclave. The decision to leave the centaur people. Lenders leaving the Man, centaur people. <laughs> the shenanigans in Skyclave, and then finally our, our travail through the... She's asking questions all throughout. How did you make the decision to go there? What made you think to do that? We voted and no one wanted to help the centaurs. <laughs> I think everyone was surprised that there wasn't really a debate on it. No, no, it was a split decision. She says, I've lived, I've lived longer than any of you. Uh, at least a life more, or for some of you, many, many, many more. Says, but I have to say, the like world you. that you've seen in your travels, it's such a different life than mine. I've pushed our technology and our understanding in the arcane sciences here in Deep Amaskar further than anywhere in the entire world, yet I have not seen half of what you have in the last couple months. And that hasn't been entirely our desire or our motivation. The choice of the name Facets of Fate us feeling like there's something larger at play. It's hard to explain why we all seem to be drawn together. The harder I cling to that which is most important to me, the harder I'm pulled away from it, and the farther to find myself here at this point, beneath the earth, surrounded by dead devils and discussing relations with a golem. Arundel and I would have 
long debates late into the uh, late into the twilight of the astral plane. It says. Uh, discussing about uh, uh, the the differences between those that dedicate their lives uh, uh, under a great deity such as Morden, as uh, as you all do, and us here in Deep Mascar, which are uh, secular pursuits, much more secular pursuits uh, here. Is it boiling, Dan? No. Okay. It's just steaming. Okay. Sorry. How did she you says, meet I've always... Second. How did you meet it, Rudnul? Quite a bit of a distance between you two. Geographically. Geographically, yes, but for those of us steeped in the arts and have dedicated our lives uh, uh, to such things, some of us find ourselves wandering in other spaces. I met Arundel. Uh, uh, I met Arundel on the astral plane as I was uh, uh, trying to understand the deeper nature of the magic that binds all living things and the souls of all uh, uh, of all of us. He says Arundel was doing the same, trying to understand uh, how the uh, how the arcane weave uh, moves through uh, moves through metal and stone. It says our two studies. Came together and we formed a deep friendship over the centuries. Hmm. So as much of uh, much of my technology here uh, could only have advanced with uh, with Arundel as a sounding board and a uh, and a partner in research. And likewise, much of what Arundel and his uh, partner, the great dwarven blacksmith Durgeddon. Durgeddon, he says managed to do came from a lot of what I chose to share with them. As it sounds as like a very unlikely partnership. Does this happen frequently with other other uh, folk of your discipline? Oh, the dark! No, absolutely not. It says we. Uh, it says it is pretty forbidden to uh, uh, to share such things with uh, outsiders of the Deep Empire. Uh, pretty strictly forbidden, but. Uh, those the other blood thing. She says, but, you know, progress requires sacrifice. You said that a few times. Is that a guiding philosophy or something? Or just a... She says... You're just not very creative. What we do talk. here requires... What we do here requires a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And, uh... More blood than the other two. Hopefully it's... the blood is volunteered. Yes, I must say I get a little nervous at the prospect of being a traveling companion of yours with how many times you said progress requires sacrifice. It's understandable, it's understandable, I says. But uh, those as, as adept as yourselves, as traveling the world and facing unknown situations would certainly have no problem. But our mining operations here in the, uh, in the experimentation center, it says they're dangerous, no doubt about it. Today's events... Bit of a extreme example of the risk to us all, but um, but the power contained in Devil Iron is uh, uh, is unmatched by any other uh, any other element that we've found in all of the uh, in all of the planes. My, that takes Bach a, a bit of back, and he says, "What do you intend to do with that power?" She just, like, she holds up her golem arms and just gestures around, and she says, nearly everything we make here uh, uh, fundamentally comes from the power uh, uh, that we have uh, managed to 
get siphon from uh, from other planes and uh, uh, the other non-mortal beings of the world. Devil Iron is one example, but uh, we also head to the celestial planes for some other different expeditions. Uh, uh, we have a, a abyssal uh, abyssal materials here as well. Abyssal oil is particularly valuable. Strokes his beard and says. Uh... Sounds like Arundel made some similar compromises himself. The dwarves, as a rule, do not deal with uh, materials so anathema such as devil iron. But clearly you found yourselves in a interesting partnership of working with one another, perhaps a bit outside of the typical culture of your of your locations. Oh yes, oh yes. What we shared in our uh what we shared in our what would they call, what's a cool name for like a brainstorming session? There's like collaboration, like a like a rap session. Like a rap session. Uh, I'm trying to think of a cool, just the, a cool name for like a just an amazingly like like a two musicians just get together and just like throwing shit together. Jam, just a, a sessions intellectual. Uh, just can't think of what kind jam of session. sesh. In our intellectual jam sessions. Uh, we, it says, nothing was off the table, but what we brought back and acted on in a practical manner differed greatly. Arundel was staunchly against, uh, uh, as you say, says, utilizing this, uh, utilizing this iron in his own work, but he used much of what I learned and, uh, I and we learned here in his, uh, uh, in his developments. He says, you can study a thing to learn how to apply its secrets to other things. Says, uh, the the quest for one's own goals is often tempted, often laced with temptation to walk a fine line between that which one knows is right and perhaps is wrong and of great risk. Yes. Indeed, indeed, you speak wisely. Says, well, <clears throat> wish, uh, wish upon you safer uh, research. Have uh, some, uh, Studying to do of my own. Speaking very of, well, very just well. as a, yes. My cousin here has been attempting to recreate the efforts of Arundel and Ergedon in the crafting of magical items, and seeing as you worked closely with Arundel in that, whatever regard, uh, any insight that I'm sure you'd appreciate it. I mean, I don't know. Her glowing face flares up a little. Ah, uh, he says, "Thank you, Bear." Yet. There's a certain degree of trust that I would develop before sharing any secrets of my own. And he says, as much as I appreciate... She puts up her hands. He says, as much as I, as I appreciate the commitment that you had to, to uh, Arundel, a commitment which I truly was trying to assess myself here, um, as much as that seems real, you and I have a bit more getting to know each other before I think we... We'll be able to speak as deeply. It says, if you had told me everything, I would have thought you a fool. He says, it says, I've provided very little value to you since you have arrived here. Safe shelter, that's worth quite a bit here in Deep Amaskar, but for your grander quest, I dare say you've not learned much more than you came here with. He says, let me prove it to you. Let me, uh, uh, let me provide more value to you, and perhaps... In time. Sounds sounds very reasonable. And we do. So appreciate that, that what has been provided for. We took a great risk coming here and 
now. You're providing us shelter for the moment. Says yes. Uh, now I will go continue to oversee the repairs of the. Uh, what's the name of the thing that, that there's a specific? I got. I, I have it here. The Sequa Experimentation Center. You. It was like a lab. Okay. Um. It was the. No, no, no. You're the flush sack. And, unless you know it. The flesh really sack. I mean, it's fun guys, to chef that you guys out. can just keep saying random shit. And we we do it all the time. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we enjoy it. It says the forensics lab. Oh, that's what she said. Mm. The black box with the label on it. Danger, contents are heroic. Vanished from the thin air. I don't know where it went. So we need that because it has Sam's mini. Yeah, we do. I mean, we don't need it instantly, but it, yeah. it for sure is in this room. It just. I don't know, got moved, or I said it's in the garage or something. All right, I mean, Kevin, welcome, uh, welcome to the table. Sounds like there was some awful traffic in here, but uh, to catch you up very, very quickly, there was there was a discussion amongst the group about various stuff. Uh, Titus showed up, talked to Oil Vein about his arm, uh, said that his arm is other blood, um, and that it's extremely forbidden to uh, research or discuss it or anything. Um, but promised your support uh, when you all leave this place together uh, to um, to do what she can to look into it. She felt that if she was not walking on the soil of the Deep Empire, then maybe she could. Uh, we get into international waters. Maybe she could, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she could uh, bend the rules a little bit. She oh, was clearly uh, very intrigued by it, but is uh, wary of the. Extreme, uh, this extreme taboo nature of it. And it sounded like her assumption of, of the future plan was to do some research, and if we need to go somewhere else to to continue work against this whole this uh, this spell thing, that she'd be coming with us, or rather, we would be accompanying her. Mm-hmm. It might be possible to communicate with Deja, possibly in some way. Fashion. She didn't seem to be phased by hearing that Deja had had a romantic connection with Ted. Yeah. So that's that just because she doesn't know Ted yet. That means that she yeah. didn't sleep with Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Titan. That was our way of testing. Do you I know did. my father, Titan? <laughs> uh, There's also talk of maybe looking into the term God Spark at yes. a library maybe yeah. tomorrow or something like that. Yes. Thinking maybe Drustin uh, might be interested in going along. Yeah. Like, we figured now this. referring to God. So, uh, Drustin also explained the entire history of everything that you guys have done to get to this point. This okay. Read the Before he had explained the, 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 the gem relevant information, what we knew about the gem and the spell and stuff. But then she, as she heard more and more details, like this odd sort of combination of who you all were and where you're here, she's like, tell me the whole story. And Drustin so was like, been... Hot damn! Uh, what what we were curious about was uh, like what's the level of content that Drustin has like recorded about his fellow companions, like the witches and Springcorn's journey. Everything. That was another book. He said that he read from a book called The Facets of Fate, Chapter One, Genesis. Yeah, yeah. I would say they haven't been written out just because of the amount of papers that he carries. As a full chronicle, however, like Sam's notes, someone else picked it up. <laughs> they could piece it together, but it's more written kind of Drews in shorthand. But he can read it in a style of kind of storytelling. All right, cool. So Drews and Sam. Um, okay. he is. That's easy to remember. <laughs> and uh, okay, so that and that was with the blessing of the group, by the way, to establish that we were there yeah, and, and no one was trying to interfere. Yeah. And everyone just kind of because so she's like. She's filled in. Okay, and 
We'll continue next week. She says, uh, <laughs> Good night, everybody. she leaves, says she needs to oversee the uh, repairs to the spell forensics lab, which is where she, uh, she says by tomorrow morning she expects that it could have it uh, functional enough to take the next steps. She did mention something about taking revenge for her friend against Adric. I mean, yeah. That was an interesting way. She uh, seems to not like yeah, well, clearly the relationship with Arundo is very, oh, and very she, deep. She also explained a lot about her relationship with Arundo and how they met in the astral plane and what? how they uh, they would uh, spend long into the nights uh, exchanging ideas and brainstorming. Intellectual and, jam sessions. Intellectual jam. Intellectual jam sessions. And sex. Uh, there was no indication that Arundo was unfaithful to his partner uh, at all That's fair. in any of what she explained. Um, yeah, yeah. The... the just terrible people. Yeah, what? you're all just terrible people. Um, Arundel had a partner. Yeah, they're getting. Oh. oh, wait, like that? That was pretty really? damn explicit. Oh, I never got that ever. Yes. Uh, that's not what explicit means. Uh, yeah, it's the opposite of explicit. That was a literal train situation. It was implicit. Yeah, they were partners, as in they worked together. Wait, re- we're gonna have to go re- back and read re- these, re- these episodes. They worked together on this. Reread that text, and I, 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 mm-hmm. I don't think I it's subtle. You. <laughs> I don't think it's subtle, but you can reread it. It's been a long time. I had a hunch. We've been known. We kind of outright said it. too subtle. Oh, really? yeah, I thought we were literal trains having sex in a romance together. Yeah, it's like the tunnel and the train. But but that's oh, not neither here nor there. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, now I feel worse because that means that the one thing that motivated this group more than genocide was protecting a romance, Rose and her companion. I forgot the name. Uh, now I feel like there's going to be extra fervor to bring down Amber Home because, like, you killed a happy couple. Yeah. And the entire society under them. Yeah. Yes. And all their but, friends and neighbors. But and more importantly, happy. they were happy. But, but first. But first. Yeah. But first, it started with two. This is for real. No. This is for love! Yeah. <laughs> and 10,000 more for the other ones. <laughs> I mean, what it says is uh, <laughs> chose no. to save Arundel, my advisor, my mage, my partner in the forge, my partner in life. My partner in life! Great friends. Yeah. Such big friends. Uh, like, why can't this two straight dudes be with, deeply passionate emotionally about with, each other? Without him, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, to quote 30 Rock, just two men celebrate each other's power. These are your own biases. I am <laughs> I am standing that on record. I mean, I I just take it literally as it is, man. Yeah. Um, this is the setting where I thought people could actually express their just general appeal the, for one another. Oh, they absolutely can. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, the, the you're all caught up now, and and uh, Titus out of here, Just overseeing Sweet. the things. It is evening. It is uh, and, and also another point of thought. Apparently, this place is well known for its very dangerous and deadly weapons. If we could get our hands on a few of those, that might come in useful. I agree. Not for my use, but yeah, I mean, just well, they're all wizards and things. I mean, just because like they brought us our stuff doesn't mean we had to give theirs back. Yeah, but there <laughs> could be some items that would help. We, we have our costumes still. Really friendly items. Oil Vane, like he's holding his staff of power and he just kind of like looks at it. And he did take it with him initially. But you also have that wand that you just nicked yeah. as well. But he, with the staff of power, he says, 
Is there a way to make this shorter? She's gone. She's gone. She left. That <laughs> <Left>. scene's <laughs> over. She's leaving. Uh, and then, like, he realizes she left, and then he throws that question out to anybody specifically. <laughs> I mean, mean, I know how to make it shorter. Yes. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. John, I, he hands yeah. the stuff. I think if you break it over your knee, it would be shorter. <laughs> You'd then have two. That's what you are, right? You're You're good. Good. right? That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> this is a sealed room. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. Do not get me things without <laughs> clarifying what you mean. They just freaked out. He's bending it over his knee. <laughs> it feels like it wouldn't be easy to break, <laughs> break this. You know, that says, happened to I'll me once you. and I broke my arm doing that. Mark says, It appears that our adventure here isn't quite over now that Taita is located. And, and Drusen, we had that finish line in mind that you... We're pushing forward so, so aggressively. Now that we're here, I feel it's time to contemplate our next steps. Uh, I had hoped it would be to turn around abruptly and get the hell out of here. Without verbally interrupting, Scrim hands a pouch of pipe weed. Oh, he's like, he knows, everyone knows when he's about to be long-winded. <laughs> This will slow him down because I'll have to take. Ah, take the take. And he says, uh, the, "the the possibility of investigating other blood in the deep reaches of the deep Mascari state is no small operation." And she seemed to think that we may even have time for that. What are we? What are we trying to accomplish with more time here in deep Mascari? Still need to find Snowbane. Mm. Give her the hammer. Mm. Eager. What we're going to do with the corpse? Eager to and get... the corpse they have never say, Good job! And then take it back. I want research from that library. The Godspark might be attached to the body or still in the direction of Snowbane. That's important to me. But uh, I am eager to wrap that and get to the surface. Something like the air down here. Seems deep for even dwarven taste. Alright. Maybe, I don't know, find the wizard kidnapper. Seems better prospects than breaking into government facilities. I'd prefer to do less of that. Seeing what she did to Snowbane makes me think she'll be slippery and not trustworthy. I suppose that's true. And her relation with Ted. And what she did to oil That's man. true. Really, yeah. every interaction with that. No, no, not really any good points of negotiation. Should yeah. take care yeah, of immediately. Maybe we don't want to find her. No, I think we do. I think that there's a good reason to find her. I mean, she was like one of the last she people did that to see Snowbane alive. Mm-hmm. I hate that she would be the one that we need to go to for information about Snowbane. I don't know how to get information Here's a place where we people. might learn quite a bit more about Deja. And uh, indeed, there is a... There is a Great wealth of knowledge here in the, the libraries. If she's as wanted as we keep hearing. But other than that, there is very little here personally for me in this place, other than Taita, now that she is located and wants to, of all things, perhaps join us. Uh, I think she could be a new friend. I I don't know so much about that. Well, I am well, I am tempted to lay low. It's still pretty early, but maybe, you know. But for the one thing that Baird mentioned... This is truly a place of power 
beyond any other place we've been before. And uh, what what Deja said about, uh, or what Tanta said about harnessing ugh, <coughs> heathen magics and elemental elemental energies from other planes. Ah, uh, we all know that Grandpappy uh, Adric is a man of much greater resources than our own, and if it comes down to a scrap, well, we'd be best better served escalating our armaments ahead of time. Those words sound... Fattening up. Enjoy the alliteration. Fattening up before the winter. It's like if there are any ways that we can uh, take advantage of some unique technologies local, perhaps now would be the time for that. I agree. True sins. Actually, ate a handful of honey from the alchemy jar. I'm finally swallowing it after all this time. Are you? Oh, I uh, agree as well, cousin. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. How close will come with us? Ah, uh, all oh, the things we can learn. Uh, Apparently, we're coming with her. Oh, I, I, of course. Um, it's whoever is in the front of the line. We must know what the spell is. We must. That is the next step in our. Our story here. I. She said she had something she wanted us to do. What if this is going to be another? Oh, go fetch me a feisty wind sprite or something. Uh, I'm gonna be killing more devils. <laughs> so she said that we, we we might not enjoy it, or it's a bit nasty, or whatever she said. So could very well be. Oh, but but it's not politics. Agreed. I'd rather a feisty wind sprite than politics. Ooh. She says I would recommend. <laughs> That we start with those things that are lowest risk. Because the last few weeks have been quite the opposite of that. And we've achieved a pretty stable home base here. Where I am tempted to just not set foot up this room until we're ready to get the fuck out of Demon Mascar. But we have these opportunities, so maybe we start with the libraries. I agree with the armaments, cousin. Uh, that is one thing we have access to that Adric does nay. Um, he would... Nay, expect us to be coming at him with the kinds of gadgets and magic we have seen down here. A tactical advantage. Aye. But maybe a riskier to acquire, given that we are, our resources still are fairly limited. Perhaps Titan could act as a go-between for us or something. Perhaps indeed. Maybe, maybe spend some of this above-ground coin, which is so foreign. She might value a bit of foreign coin and to trade with her. Change our money, so to speak. Hi. I'm done. So, <laughs> so the discussion goes on late into the night as the exhaustion sets in from the day's uh, combat, fighting, stresses. It's not the most comfortable place to sleep in. Concrete, stone floor. Hello, dwarves. Yeah, better on stone. Versatile, versatile people. You guys are you guys are equipped to sleep on the road. Caving. Mm-hmm. Caving it. It's got his bedroll. In the night, Justin wants to do something. What's Justin doing in the night? Uh, he goes over to uh, uh, Bear Jaw over here. Well, good. Bear Jaw actually was heading towards you. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, the head. Who goes? To, who goes immediately to sleep? Like who's out dozed? Baron's pretty out. Baron's Mox, Baron's down. Mox down. Oil veins asleep. Scrim's asleep. Okay. Ooh, and Aurora's asleep. Baron has a little floaty orb glowy <laughs> yeah. thing just kind of hanging out. And I can Does like it change the color based on like, whether you're open yeah. to someone to like, right. wake so you up So everyone here is asleep other than Drew's heated bowls of water. Put each one's hand in it. Oh, I know this. Uh, no, he says, uh, uh, Virgil. Drusen. Uh, uh, is that what you said? I've been trying. I'm very good. That dust has had an effect on you. Uh, I've been meaning to ask uh, of the uh, Goliaths he came from. Mm. What what is their philosophy on reincarnation? You mean, you mean, uh, mean a soul being carried through multiple bodies over generations? Of the ones I am familiar with, there is not a lot of that kind of story. Mostly, perhaps, animals, you know, becoming stronger and then growing into the spirit of another animal, something like that. But, um, Goliath, no. no yeah. You speak about death as a final thing. And it is good. You must stop while you, while, when you can, at the place that you are strongest. But you, we don't saw have, you don't get to try again. We saw Snowbee die, and, uh... Well, we saw an image of her. Um, Deja said, oh, when we meet again, could Snowbane's soul be carried to another body? That is a arcane question. My philosophy does not cover that. Hmm. Strokes now, button how good that you are drawing at real, like... I want a drawing of, thank you for asking what I wanted, like a, um, something like a devilish rune, something similar to that, but not like actually magical. He opens his book. Which of these devilish runes that we saw? Oh, those are all pretty good. Um, well, she just points randomly to one, it's like, is that one pretty good? I. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So I need you to draw that on me. You have time? Come, come, come. That is as good as it gets. Yeah. Yes. Come. Is that just a drawing or tattoo here? Well, you're drawing it, and then as you're doing that, as you're doing that, she gets out like some like bone needles that she's got. They look like really tiny combs. You know, and she like attach it to like a long stick, and she gets out her like ink while you're doing that. She's like, and remind us all the ink made from. It's made from the ashes of the devils. And it's it's got like a little bit of a infernal sparkle to it, yeah. for lack of a better word. Glittering. It looks good. And she's like, that was a pretty good fight. That one deserves a mark. Tristan watches as she tattoos herself, and then he rolls up his sleeve, and he says, "Perjal, yes. I'll feel myself becoming yes, as much Tristan. of a Goliath as he had becoming a." A dwarf, the things we have done, the journeys we have taken together. I mean, I wasn't it going takes to a, say it. Uh, he charcoal and draws the same symbol on himself. Yeah, that is what I'm talking about. And she, and he says, would ya? She's like, yes, just stay still. God. Oh. 
<laughs> How much does Jason squirm in receiving a tattoo? Roll a constitution. Roll a constitution. Roll if you want. Does he take it snooty? <laughs> I like the randomly. Does he squirm? this. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. There's an initial thing, but then he just like stares at it. Dwarven constitution. Don't close your eyes. That makes you feel it more. Unless you like to, you know, really steep yourself in the pain. That is something sometimes Goliaths do. You get used to it, and then when it happens in the world, it's not so scary. Also, this may get infected, so you might want to put a salt on it. Is it supposed to sting this much? She finishes it off. Nicely done. Into the night. <laughs> oh yeah, just hold still. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker! Rips off mask. Oh no, Drake, bye! In the morning. Alright, uh, I've got some uh, good news and I've got some bad news. You hear the voice of so the good news is bacon. Tita, uh, you're the the voice of Tita very early in the morning uh, before anyone has uh, woken. Like, as we got some early rises in this group, as proven in Silvermoon. So earlier than that is too early. Dark. She is a golem and doesn't sleep. Uh, and it's not terrible. Uh, in the middle of the night before all of us are done sleeping. And. Uh, <laughs> Taking that long rest. Says, uh, remember how I said I might need you, might need your assistance. Well, uh, that is going to be necessary, as it turns out. What do you have need of? Is it say it that perky? Climbing out of his tent. Uh, yeah, because this lady has all the answers. Oh, I see. He hears her voice, and he's like. Well, Santa Claus. Yeah. Can I? It's Christmas morning. It's almost entirely undressed. She's literally Santa Claus. Yeah. Gifts and toys. Oh, do you have me? Oh, oh, oh! It's cold in here. Baron gets up in his sort of red long johns and he's like, "Ah, good to wager an hour, but what do you need?" He says, well, uh, we managed to get the uh, get the forensics lab uh, uh, completely up and operational overnight. Uh, had my best remaining, as she looks to Bearjaw, people uh, on it. And I do believe that this could lend some very large insights to uh, to what we've got going on here. It says, I tested it just a bit with the uh, with the essence of the spell, and indeed, we can get something from it. But the bad news is that the, uh, uh, the particular mm, substance that, uh, uh, that we use that is critical to the functioning of the, ex- of the forensics lab was unfortunately ir- uh, irrecoverably damaged in the, in the assault by the devils. We're going to need to go get some more. That's you, where you all come for in. your fire. It says, yes, 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 good metaphor, good dwarven metaphor. Where do we find this field? Well, it's a couple days' journey into the Underdark, uh, which we just call outside. I guess we should say it's a couple days' journey east. Uh, a <laughs> couple days' journey east, there is a particular critter out there that, uh, uh, that we need to harvest a part of its body and bring it back. 
Normally, we have uh, uh, we have an expeditionary uh, group that uh, uh, that handles these sorts of things, a strike force, if you will. That's what I call it when I want it to sound cooler. Uh, and uh, they handle these sorts of things. Unfortunately, the great death toll from yesterday's unfortunate Pretty disaster great. has uh, left those squad uh, has left those teams uh, very incomplete, and I fear that sending any of them with you would also be unwise at this point in time, for, uh... You should send Solitaire. You can't make all of them your personal god, can you? Yeah, you're, you're, underst- you're starting to understand. Well, what's the level of danger associated? You're talking about a strike team. Are we hunting down some monstrosity? Well, fortunately, we know exactly where its lair is because we have harvested from it in the past. Uh, the same one? Uh, the same one, yes. They are exceptionally rare. What is it? Well, uh, it's a creature known as a Neothalid. I don't know what that is. Or do you? Does, does um, Aaron know what that is? Strum. It's from Mithril Hall. Nature go check. ahead and roll a uh, go ahead and roll a, 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 a nature check. Not great. I think that's just five. No, you don't. So it's, it's a form of uh, illithid larva uh, gone out of control from a fallen from a fallen illithid colony. Uh, Normally, when the uh, illithid tadpoles uh, uh, don't manage to congeal into uh, uh, into one of their grown forms, the elder brain simply consumes them. Elder but brain. in the case of, uh, uh, and you guys probably know Illithids about illithids. A little bit uh, here and there. And the elder, there's an elder brain in every colony. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's foundational to the way their society works. He says that the elder brain takes care of it, but occasionally when a colony falls, usually from a, an invasion of some sort, and the elder brain is killed, the tadpoles are left to fend for themselves, and they resort to cannibalism and eat each other in the breeding grounds, and inevitably one emerges that has eaten all of the others, and, uh, well, that's what you get is a neothalid. A, a strange, unintelligent, uh, but exceptionally dangerous and psychically unstable beast that, uh, that uh, consumes brains uh, of those that wander too close to its lair. Mark says, this seems to me like the opportunity to ask for any assistance you may offer technologically. I'm glad you asked. Actually, I don't care if you asked because I was going to give it to you anyway. Damn it. It does make for better conversation, though. He says, we have a device that has been used, and fortunately it was not damaged in the assault. It's been in storage for a bit of time because last harvest had lasted us many great dozens of years. Uh, But uh, he says... So uh, you would be not just assisting our own research for uh, uh, for what we are here to do, but it would be supplying the experimentation center, and I would see it as a great uh, and I would see it as a great uh, um, a great value to my people here, who I will be leaving behind when we all leave together anyway. So extra points for that. Uh, instead of points, what other value can you offer us for this great value we're bringing to you? 
He says, the value I'm offering you is to fix this world-shattering problem you've come to me with. He says, for with this, uh, we will be able to conduct the research we need and understand the nature of the spell and put an end to the whatever great evil your grandfather has put into this world. No, I think he was hoping for... Yeah, there are any devices or whatnot? We haven't battled many psychic creatures. Oh, I thought you were asking for like payment. No, no. I'm oh, really maybe I mis- uh, Perhaps I misunderstood the question. Uh, forgive me uh, for my usual expectation of uh, surface dwellers to ask for coin for any service rendered. Strike teams have dealt with this in the past. They have a particular way of fighting these things or harvesting them or she uh, says technique. yes the vice that i have mentioned uh, uh, a forly mentioned is a neutralization uh, a neutralization device that should dampen uh, should dampen some of its psychic energies making it possible to subdue the creature you'll need to subdue it and, uh, and detach one of its tentacles uh, he says, uh, uh, I, I did not mean coin, as, as said, but uh, you have technology that is beyond much of what we have had access to. I simply grabbed a few pieces on my way into the zone, uh, this, this facility and found them to be quite potent and powerful. Are there not more powerful weapons yet that we may be able to use on this quest? Indicating the gear like in the corner, you know, his armor, his, his uh, whammo stick and his Strange. You're welcome to inspect line. our accoutrement if what we have is uh, comparable to what your strike teams have used in the past, then I suppose it would do, but if you think we're woefully under-equipped for such a thing, if you have something that you could supply us with, we'd be appreciative. She says, look, uh, uh, this sort of thing feels like a personal decision for yourself of what, what you'd feel comfortable uh, fighting and defending yourself in. Uh, it's not like uh, it's not like a sword has like uh, uh, has a number on it that tells you how good it is. It <laughs> says she says you can right. certainly uh, see if the uh, if the security armory has uh, has anything that could assist you in it. But uh, that's, that's excellent. And that's uh, that's exactly what I would was at a facility like this, full of technology, is what I would love to be able to uh, review. Says, uh, of course, of course. I, uh, you know, I simply assumed by uh, uh, by inspecting your equipment as I brought it over, just what was visible. Of course, I didn't open any zippers. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe in zippers. <laughs> but uh, you want to aerate all of the flaps and drawstrings. He says you have uh, uh, you have quite a collection of uh, you know, quite a collection of. Powerful, uh, powerful magics and enchanted gear from uh, from all sorts of different places around the world. Uh, the the frequency with which we have encountered them is in and of itself part of the unusual story of our of our group. I am curious about Titus. Does Titus seem to get in his armor? Does she recognize? I would assume so. He hasn't, like, worn it. It would be one of the hardest things to hide if she was bringing all of her stuff over. <laughs> it is very shiny. He, he, he didn't have it locked in carbonite. She didn't comment on it. But she didn't comment on you're it. You're bringing it up, and you're bringing it up otherwise. Nah, I, I mean, think you were wearing it under your disguise, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, that's true. There's no need to take it off. Um, but, yeah. Tita, uh do you have more information on this new lithid? Perhaps one of those deep 
in Mascari dream writings. She just calls what? books. A book on the Neolithic. Yeah, she finds paper books strange. So we could uh, learn more about it and its abilities. He says, yes. Uh, she says, I'll, uh, I will share with you the materials that the strike team has put together. Appreciate it. What Drusen wants to know, essentially, is uh, does it cast spells or have spell-like abilities? Uh, as she brings this to you, uh, you see it's a short little uh, uh, treatise on... Is that right? Treaties. 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 I knew it sounded wrong. Treaties. 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 Uh, and uh, it explains that the Neothalid is uh, uh, is not a smart creature. This is something that is not properly evolved into the Illithid form that it is uh, that it once could have been. It is a uh, it is a dumb beast operating on instinct. It can sense mines up to uh, at least a mile away and knows uh, and can see them coming. Uh, it has no eyes, but it has a powerful, uh, but it has a powerful ability to um, to see even through magical darkness. And uh, it is unknown. The strike team, you know, document ex- uh, says that it is unknown how such a thing works. Huh. Uh, no spell. It does not seem to cast spells. To charm spell people. Illithids. They do a lot of mind control stuff. Yeah. Is there a reference of that in the strike team's previous encounter with the thing? Spell. Uh, I, I missed. Uh, Same sort of question. Spells? Does it cast spells? Does it cast mind control stuff? It, it is not intelligent enough to cast spells, but it has psychic powers that can cause confusion in the minds of its enemies, or uh, or even lift things into thin air with its mind. So a spell like counter spell in our D and D world would that counter something like that? Um. Uh, yes. Knowing okay. w- with with what you've read, um, with what you've read in here, you believe that you could uh, that you could be prepared for some of some such psychic assaults. Uh, so Jason says, in Zolmar's spellbook, also some spells that will help us stay undetected and uh, uh, counter some of the effects of this creature. I must go prepare, and he dives into his tent. Like literally just in You know, I gave him a tattoo last night. You gave him like. a tattoo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she shows him the same one. Star Trek Oh yeah. Baron is a quick medicine check on that. <laughs> huh, not terrible, not terrible. Um, but you will get 19. It could use a it could use a a, a poultice. You should check. Yeah, Scrimcorn probably's got something for that. Probably. You saw my last patients. <laughs> It'll just help it like firm up a little bit faster. It doesn't look uh, alarming or anything, but. Uh... Hey, Scrim, you got anything for skin abrasions? You gave yourself a tattoo the other last night. Scrim, more a, a, a little one. A little pouch of uh, 
Looks like he's uh, pretty tough, actually. You should have seen him. Looks like smashed up. Well, I believe moss. it. He can take a hit. Only a little. Well, we saw it. It looks like moss mixed with jam. Moss jam. It smells so, like uh, jam. So, about what time do you think you'll all be heading out? I'll get the device ready for you to take. Uh, Mox says, well, a few hours of preparation and an opportunity to peruse the armory, and I'll be ready. Says, where are you going to hit that library today before you go? Uh, well, I mean, it'd be good to hit it at some point while we're here, but how is your research on the gym waiting for us to come back with this thing? She says, yes. And how long do you expect the research to take once you get it? Few more days. days. I can do it Sweet after that while you're. She says, "I have a, uh, I have uh, a great deal of optimism that the uh, that the forensics lab could make short work of what we need with this. the The key to all of this was getting an essence of the spell, a less potent version of it, which we have gotten from the gem that you brought here. It's ironic that a, uh, it's ironic that we needed something." Weaker. More distance to the original in order to study it. Just, but sometimes so. magic works that way. Uh, I think we all feel that this is the priority, given that it's holding up your, your important research. Aye. Sounds like we'll have time to go to the library. Aye. It's back. a few days travel, so. Yeah. When we come back. Yeah, when we come back, I mean. The gems. Oh, you mean when you come back? Yeah, he's yeah. just like. Well, she's said days, weeks, months, years, multiple times. So. The, the gems no, 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 are. No, she, she, amend, she amended that and said she has a great deal of optimism that it will make short work of it. So, days then? She said could be less if we get lucky. When we get back, we will reserve time to go to the library before we go traipsing off into the. Dark, as they call it here. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. It's all pretty dark Same here. Dark. If I took off my belt, I would just be like. Mock goes to the armory. Strong comes with you. With strong, a strong intention. Steal with, as much as with, possible. With a, with a specific purpose in mind. For, as Taita was. Taita escorts you because you need it to course. access. As Taita was very clear. It's not like swords have numbers on them. Um, nor is Mock looking for a replacement for a piece of gear that he has. He's done just fine killing things up till now with what he's got. But, but, what he has long foreseen as one of the one of the probable obstacles in bringing any sort of justice to, to Adric from a tactical standpoint is the problem of fortification. Adric has, is a man of vast resources, monetarily, but also in terms of real estate. His, the house that probably Ricka is in right now is completely unknown location-wise. And if dwarves are known for anything, it's for their, their robust and intricate structures. And to say the least, this is sure to be one of the most difficult fortresses to access if we end up getting the opportunity to come looking for him and know where he is. How to get in? And yeah, maybe sneaking. Yeah, maybe stealthing. Maybe we'll talk our way in. Yeah, probably fucking not. Uh, he goes looking for explosives. Uh, there's a magical way to do things in the world, and that is most of what really happens 
kind of technologically in the every you know you take, taking like a, a step up from like you know putting a bandaid on something the next step in this world is like magical but steps from that you know can sometimes lead back towards science and dwarves have a feeling for kind of some chemical concoctions it's very rudimentary very loose but like alchemist fire is a thing that exists alchemist yeah. fire exists like things like flash powder and whatnot and, and in mining specifically you know we might even call like this a, a little bit of a turning of a, of, 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 of the, the technology as so many of these applications are being used in certain areas of kind of dwarven mining and so knowing a little bit of that of these things existing and not having the magical resources to like you know tear open a, a freaking portcullis uh, he goes looking for bombs and small bombs exist you can buy there's an item in the, the, he, he goes looking for something more potent he feels that if he can find the kind of explosive that he thinks may be here this is something that could tear apart the walls that separate him from magic when the time comes so this is the armory of like the security officers <laughs> right. in the experimentation center uh, not a lot of one, explosives this, this is what he's going not to look for and he's looking for what, what what's there and an indication of what may what would be there in the larger so that's uh with that intention he goes to see what they have Scrim is there Scrim joins with you and as we're walking there Bach explains this to him yeah uh, Scrim hears this and he says he says a good a good goal that's something else in mind Tida have have you ever been on the business end of one of those stun rods that some of the law enforcement officers around the city use would you like to be she <laughs> amazing. She looks back and says, "My own invention, that one." <laughs> it's quite potent. Fine work. <clears throat> Do you think the security personnel would have an extra one here that we could <laughs> borrow for an extended period of time? Uh, an extended period of time is a big ask, but uh, I think we could perhaps part with one. That would be. Because they are. Quite expensive, uh, uh, quite expensive to put together. Only, uh, she, she says, I have a great deal of, uh, of power in this place, but uh, we are still driven by the finances of it, and the repairs of this are going to be quite expensive. I can't let too much walk off. Yeah. Revenge on one of your longtime you... friends is expensive. Revenge requires a sacrifice. Vengeance. For one of your longtime friends. I already said yes. Yes, but we want to get our little Good! Where is it? It's in the armory that you're looking at right now. And she says, uh, it's Lucia. that one over there. And she walks over and uh, uh, and puts her golem hand uh, over one of the uh, arcane runes. Uh, uh, she's got her little d20 uh, uh, in her golem hand as she holds it forward and then it embedded in her uh, hand and then it, you hear a latch and she uh, opens it up hands a stun rod looks exactly the same as the one that uh, was used on Scrimcorn you okay? that's the one that's the one that got me uh, alright just be careful with that thing he does not answer <laughs> he after after reveling in having one not on the business end, he uh, yes it keeps it moving away. It only tries to be non-lethal. Uh, How hard does it actually try? Anything armory catch Baron's eye? 
Not really, really quite sure what he's looking for. Doesn't really need armor. Doesn't really need a weapon. Then uh, no. Amazing magical shields or cool like rings or there aren't like other doodads there aren't or... like big powerful magical items in here. There's like okay. just good, really good standard gear that the deep mascara average deep mascara uh, deep mascara breastplate. Uh, uh, okay, just a breastplate. Just a breastplate. You armor. can certainly get a breastplate. Yes, absolutely. he's going to upgrade. From ball sacks armor. But there would be nothing that would Fine. possibly fit your stature. Oh! What? I mean, they make Smith, them for deep mask armor. Are you wearing a mask? Smith! <laughs> you can put the mask on and then the armor. Uh, and it will stretch you. Yes, you can. <laughs> you just then take the mask off and then the armor. <laughs> and then the armor just. Then Mock will have to help you out. Uh, well, he'll ask Taita. Oh, hold oh, on, some finely crafted armor there? Uh, surely they'll have some for. Someone of slightly smaller stature. Could it maybe uh, adjusted before we go? I'll admit, uh, after our last few scrapes with the devils, I would nay mind a little more protection on my back. She says the blacksmiths in uh, the blacksmiths in town make uh, plenty of dwarven-sized uh, armor for trade with the surface world. If you just want a set of breastplate, I would appreciate the titan. You have to pay them. Because <laughs> you'll have to pay them. I don't use service money. Uh, you have quite a bit of coin, but not much of the money you use here. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, we, we got much. We, we did that. Uh, we got a whole bunch from him. You got from the drug yeah, trade. Yeah, the answer a bunch of script. Right. From the drug Remember, trade. he did his uh, econ- hologram papers. That's right. From Halo. He counts out. Four, do we have 400 hologram papers? Do a wealth roll. What? Do we have 400 gold piece worth of hologram papers? Yeah, I said you have plenty. Yeah, Great. Yeah, yeah. He hands over 400. To where? To Taita. <laughs> He's sending you her can go to, to the box. Oh, I thought we were leaving here. I thought we were stuck in the room. No, no, no you're in the you're, armory. You're Not leaving everybody. the whole empire. Yeah, he says... You're going on a multi-day journey. Let's take a day to prepare. And you like, still have your disguise. Let's describe what this... Let's just yeah. take, a, let's take a pause here. Like, yeah. I didn't even know you were here. You were here on there. Like, let's describe this army it looks yeah, like. Yeah. Make a scene I, of it, guys. I'm, let's do this I'm, right. I, yeah. The... the, the if you want to do a whole scene in the armory, uh, just, we just, can't. Uh, just some setting would be great so we can know what we're looking at. Because it's like, literally right. like two cabinets that Perfect. they store like it's just some standard issue equipment. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 this is like the the Deepa Mascari. Uh, uh, they prefer uh, like pole weapons or pole like weapons. Okay. So there's like spears, uh, not quite like glaives, not like giant things, but like, like short spears. Cave fighters, clearly the, the, the tunnels. Exactly, exactly, right? So yeah, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of like uh, uh, reach weapons, and you've seen that trend throughout town when you've seen uh, people armed. Not a lot of people walk around wearing uh, equipped with weapons and deep mascara. A little bit different than uh, than you might see on the surface world in a more rowdy town. And they have their um, magics too, which of course wouldn't require any of this. Yeah. And uh, uh, they seem to, a, a lot of their fighting, a lot of their, uh, you know, enhanced prowess is, like, personal magics. And so, yes, they, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a couple of cabinets, like, in, like set into a room. You go into a room, a few cabinets, there's uh, some short spears, there's some uh, more, like, armor that could be fitted to uh, uh, an average build. So it's, like, plate mail has to be, like, made to the person, right? 
but uh, but you can get like uh, leathers and uh, woven metals and those yeah yeah things like chain mails that are a little more forgiving that can be cinched up. So after Jusen tries on some breastplate uh, without his mask, okay, that is not a, again. That is not at the armor. Oh, okay. You have to go somewhere else. I mean, on tomorrow. She said you had to go to a blacksmith and find that it's all too big. Yeah. He then puts on his disguise, casts tons on himself, goes out, finds a blacksmith to purchase some dwarf-sized armor. Does Mock is going to look for any evidence of explosives or some sort of kind of like, yeah, basically like the disruptive. Again, there, there's this, like, tactically, there's this space to be filled of, like, ranged weapon, distraction. I mean, he sees, like, the, the gear that he's been used is kind of riot gear, control, contain. Like, there's a purpose yeah. to it. It's built with that style, clearly. And he's, like, and, like, the caltrops and bombs, these are, like, staples and kind of, like, whatever, dwarven shop troops. But he just knows it's not potent, right? Like, yeah. so he's looking for kind of the equivalent here and seeing, like, what there might be. And she asks, she says, what is it that you're looking for exactly? And he's he, he telling the screen, and he explains exactly what his idea is. He's like, we're headed to, to, to Adric. You better know there's going to be feet, feet, uh, feet and feet of stone and iron between us. He says, probably your technology, or your technology may have an edge in tearing it apart, or at least greater access to it. She says, rest assured, when we leave this place to head to wherever we need to go next, and says, we'll, uh, uh, we'll bring with us what we need. Says, good. Well, this journey's for the Neothelin, right? Yeah, he says. He says, of course, but it's never too soon to prepare. He says, yes, yes, of course. He says, we'll have to. Uh, uh, have to. He says, for the sort of ordnance <laughs> you are looking for, uh, we don't just keep in a cabinet here. He says, have to put in a, uh, an order. Maybe perhaps do a bit of trade with the other houses. He says, uh, no one know how I can help with that. I think it'll be important when the time comes. I agree. I like that you're thinking ahead. You're clearly the tactician of the group. Mm. He's like, I've just done it the most. Ah. Because uh, we are the products of necessity. As she gestures to her golem body. Yeah. He gives a he gives a, a look at that 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 stun that stun rod of scrims, and he's just like, yeah. says, yeah, you. There's a few tricks to this society, I think, that will lend us a bit of aid on our journey. He says, well, pack it up now, then. Tristan gets a couple eyebrows raised, trying to buy a dwarven-sized set of uh, um, a breastplate, but this is a uh, but this is a profit. A lot of the uh, society here is very spends. profiteering, uh, and uh, yeah, if you uh, if you got the money, uh, they'll do it. Normally, they ship out to the the the, the, the blacksmith. Explains uh, normally, yeah, I ship out all of my uh, all of my dwarven sized things uh, uh, to the what are they Scott called? Like the, uh, no, 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 oh. the uh, the consortium uh, for trade with the uh, surface world. They give me a flat fee for each uh, uh, for each suit I make. Says oh, it's nice to be able to sell directly to a customer. Uh, what you doing? Just put it on your wall or something? Because <laughs> I'm that laughing guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say I find dwarves to be quite fascinating. In fact, ask me some questions about dwarves, and I guarantee I can answer them. <laughs> There's something of a specialty of mine. 
That's all why. <laughs> <like>. Weirdo. <laughs> Do they really birth their babies out of eggs? Because I've heard that their wedding ceremonies uh, require them to be buried under 60 feet of solid stone and they breathe the same air for four days before climbing out of the stone. Only in the stone shafts clan, those weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) So it's true. Fascinating. It's kind of romantic. Uh... Then he takes out Balsag's armor from his bag, and he says, uh, and once you have, uh, once I buy this breastplate, and he just plops it down, he says, can you dispose of this? <laughs> what is Balsag's armor? It was just, cha- it was Ready? a chain shirt smelling chain. from a bugbear. So that's just like, he could never get all the hair it's out. It's real of goblin oil on there. Yeah, it's yeah. Real goblin oil. And he had, like, head. shortened it. He's it's not, like, cut it or anything. He just, like, put, like, some, like, clips in it to, like, just keep it up. Over the <laughs> the extra thigh protection. Uh, he look he he leans down and sniffs and then he uh, sort of rubs a bit of the armor and licks uh, his finger. Uh, he says, uh, 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 he says "This is hooch now. oil." And uh, <laughs> he takes it and uh, uh, he says, "I might be able to salvage some of this." I but overall, I'm gonna have to charge you a fee for this uh, for disposing of this. Throw some holograph papers at your will. Well, it's always nice to make a new regular customer. <laughs> he does not agree to that. And hands over, the, hands yeah. over a well-fitted breast. I'm gonna say this is made to sell to dwarves, so yeah, it yeah. is like well-made. It's got that like thing where like the muscles are sculpted into it. Yeah. Oh. Also, just a lot of like nice. stereotypical dwarven filigree. It is. Hammers, it's anvil. It's to sell to like, dwarven tourists. Like yeah, tourists exactly. because symbols. Yeah, because yeah. A, a dwarven like like military person, like they're gonna get it from their own clan. Like, like they're getting has like the their history of its clan written on it in like hieroglyphs. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. This is well crafted. Yeah, yeah, I mean you, very you, well crafted. you looked around, you found someone yeah. who's a good blacksmith, like a great blacksmith. It's uh, made in China, like but yeah, the, deep but they're like <laughs> if it was Japanese and what we're describing, it would just have like samurai swords and ninjas. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like that. It's like say shogun in like big words across yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there are like dwarven dwarf, symbols on it. Dwarven symbols that say I love stone. Yeah, seriously. No, it's like I love get stone. Oh, that's not the kind of love he thought it was. On the back, it just has one of those lists where it's like I love stone. I love ale. I have yeah, beer. Yeah. Don't mess with me. I'm a dwarf. A dwarf. My <laughs> other horse is another dwarf. <laughs> what the? So amazing. Racially offensive. So it's yeah. a racially yeah. offensive. Yeah. Like, it's like that's also a beer. Like it's like this. So it's got like the muscles. Oh, like the in. gold, gold like. Ah. Uh, so he's oh. gonna keep Maybe it like underneath, like cloaks and stuff like that. Oh. Until when, it's needed. When the cave troll stabs him and everyone rushes and he goes like this, and it's just nipples And you have some awfully square shoulders. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, <laughs> and we come over. Is he dead? And we just look at the arm and say. It's a bit much. However, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't. He gets him his just tattooed. He's like, spread it on. <laughs> it does improve his armor class by one. Yeah. Uh, last time I think he got hit on a fourteen. Yeah, yeah. fuck that man. Now it's fifteens or nothing. Better than most of the animals I turn into. <laughs> yeah. I mean, All right. Fifteen. You'd almost be like, just wear some cast major armor, man. 
I'm not gonna waste time with that. I got other spells to get. What am I, a wizard? Yeah, seriously. I like that, the. If you're a fan of the armor. I'm a discerning wizard. That's useful. Outside the Kasequa Experimentation Center, Taita Kasequa meets with you. Like the front gates or something? Oh, no, uh, uh, yeah, by the front gates. Uh, in her golem form, pulling a wagon. I am in the wagon. And, and uh, cart? what'd you say? Four wheels or two? Uh, uh, it is... Three wheels. Could it have, like, mechanical to or, or is it a Chinese wheelbarrow where it's one large yeah, single yeah. wheel and everything is sort of balanced around Ooh, the center of axle. No, no, it can't, it can't be that because it's a, it's a uh, like, what, it's like a siege weapon on the back. It's like a cart. So it's got to be four wheels then. It's got to yeah, be yeah, okay. enough to support it. Uh, oh, if we have a cool riding beast. Too. And on the back yeah. is like a big block and then a huge, what looks like a crystal, like a big cave crystal that comes to a point pointing forward. And there's some, uh, and the, the stone and crystal formation of its like mounting Gives it uh, uh, gives it movement along uh, two axes, so it can be pointed up and down That's and nice. side to side. Quartz howitzer. It looks like a quartz howitzer. Fucking awesome. He says, uh, "Here is the weapon that you'll be able to use to help neutralize the beast." How uh, big is this thing? Oh, it's pretty big. By all accounts, I've never seen it with my own eyes. Well, what are the accounts? How uh, big is it? Oh. uh... She looks to the experimentation center and says, about that big. Oh, what? She, <laughs> she, says, she pointed something on the wall? I think we're fighting a building. What's how big is a building? Uh, you know, 20, 30 feet uh, tall when it stands upright. It's kind of worm-shaped, so uh, it can be tall or long, but it uh, seems to like to bunch up and do a curled-up uh, creature. Like a snake. Like a snake. Ooh. Like a giant... I can relate to that. Uh, yes. Uh, says she says, that's that. why you get the howitzer. Can we get one of these guys to pull our cart? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Street sharks. Classy boulette. Awesome. It's a boulette. Yes. yes. Yeah. I haven't used that in too long. She says, "Do you have a steed?" Oh, well, Berger will be busy fighting, or else she'd pull it. We uh, we came here via second crystal, so no. I let's focus on the fighting. Oh, we can. On loan, my account, please. We can loan you a boulette. Oh, says a boulette. Sounds like a fearsome beast. Yes. We haven't used the boulette in so long. We haven't used the boulette in too long. And he's one of the best minis he's they ever made. So Wait, good. you painted this guy, didn't you? Nope. No, really? He just he was born awesome. This this yeah, glossiness just... is part of the original painting. Awesome. Yeah, man. Cool. It really awesome. looks like you had <laughs> that you had a detail. Awesome man, like catch on the mark. Are you Are they all look like this? Don't they? I have one more. I'll get the other one. I want to see. Anyway, has summoned Anya Bat. And she's a very big white bat. Oh, awesome. She's an owl stat. I'm assuming there's no owls down here, and she likes to be in a local form. So she's a large white bat. We ate some meat from one of these. <laughs> oh, it's God. like pork. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mole. Tastes there's like a giant mole. It's like angry pork. It's a mole that's raised for its meat. Meatball. Captain Cage like foie gras. Delicious. Alright. 
So, you get the the uh, crystal howitzer hitched up to the boulette. Uh, you say that sentence oh, you have the crystal howitzer uh, hitched up to the boulette. Yes. And she says, you can use the private Kasequa, uh, the private Kasequa tunnels to get out. Uh, it's a little more discretion. Fantastic. Off we go. And as and we are, their spells ready. For and she uh, gives yeah, you a map. Out. I have a question. She gives you a map. Um. And she says, I do wish you uh, most sincerely the greatest of luck. I do feel strongly that you will be able to handle this uh, handle this handily, but uh, do be careful out there. Thank you. How well is the area between us and it mapped? She says, oh, it's very well mapped. Dangerous? It says, we've been going to this creature for hundreds of years. Need like elephant colonies or <laughs> rope or dens or just follow the safe path on the map, but do be prepared for any manner of beasts. Scrimmel, Scrimmel, uh, let us know. Let's get on the road. Yeah. All right, Ben, your your, your preparation is wise, but and he lowers his voice a little bit and looks at Tidy. He's like, she doesn't seem like the field sort of personnel. I suppose not. Who's uh, riding the boulette? <laughs> Marcus, that what's Mark your handle? Animal? Keeping that my, my handle animal? Is the impression I, I get. mean, usually it's war rams, but I suppose roll a handle <laughs> animal check. What an amazing for bullet. like the probably sixth time in Thursday night's history. Immediately, seventeen. That'll do. Seventeen. Like I was born to it. Does my wow. like he was born to action with this armored beast? Oh, absolutely. It's like it's like there is some sort of kind of like expert tooling done so that uh, an armor wearing rider would kind of like naturally like 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 connect like mechanically attached to the actual armored plating of this boulette. It's like a saddle was carved into its very carapace. When no one is around the boulette except Mock riding it, the boulette turns around and says, Shit detail, huh? But then says nothing else. Yeah, totally. Mock's like fucking A. <laughs> I'm talking boulette. Um, uh, uh, Scrim, uh, as, we, as we begin to gather ourselves to depart, says, Aurora! And uh, just before she. Yeah. Just before she uh, <laughs> looks up, Scrim tosses the. The mascari stun stick to her. It's on. She gets that. And says, I might be creeping and crawling around this weird creature that we're going after, and apparently it's got some fancy brain powers. You get familiar with this thing, get in close, and see if you can stop it from... Doing that. Messing with our minds. Now, our Swiss Army, our Swiss Army knife of a companion can now break anything with the shatter spike and interrupt spellcasters with that stun run. Ooh, she is so useful. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. Oh, you were talking to Aurora. To Aurora, because she. Aurora. Sometimes when that happens, I still think you're talking to Kaylin's character. So not to bear jump. You kept looking at me. 
and I was like, you're making a lot of eye contact Bro. with me for talking to Kim, for talking to, to Bearjaw. Uh, that's job. funny. Okay, sorry, so, uh, so I, I did not have Yeah, so Scrim, uh, and maybe, like, helping incorporate her... Proof that the boulettes are all glistening on the back. Ooh. You're totally right. Let's check it, boulette. It's a two-boulette wagon. All right, two maybe more uh, also incorporating her into the facets of fate while Scrim stalls trying to figure out a creature that's appropriate for her. Um... Rabbit? Uh, a, a skull. Badger taken. Um, but also feel strongly that tactically and metagame wise, if she has an ability to use that stun stick That's good. on there in combat, I think that would be an awesome and fun. Uh, we can give her a cool nickname. Stun and slash. We'll, we'll work on it. She doesn't have a nickname. First draft. First draft. Oh, yeah. She and says. Okay, so my uh, 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 tactical contribution to this upcoming fight for the building-sized monster is to uh, go up as close as I can to it and poke it. Don't overthink it. We haven't thought that far yet. So good. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. She says, she's walking. <laughs> How are you holding up, Aurora? Oh, <laughs> clearly overthinking it. Well, I'm, uh, uh, I, I didn't want to be the one doing it. I'm going to poke the giant snake. That bear That's how I'm holding up. <clears throat> bear just sidles up to her and says, don't worry. When you get up there, I will be right beside you. She, uh, uh, her face, uh, her face hardens, and she says, yes, yeah, yeah. Right. She's like, wait, Also, I'm... you should get a tattoo there, cool. Ooh. What, what did that tattoo look like again? It's like, um, Devil it's right. like an infernal sort of, like, sigil. Oh, okay. So, uh, you would, you would do that? Yeah. Are you armed it? Travel through the Underdark is risky. It's risky, but not Fun. too unlike traveling through the swamps, uh, uh, the swamps outside of Silvery Moon. Yeah, this is the sphere of influence of... With a group the size of yours, seven traveling companions, the vast boulette. majority of creatures, and a big boulette, boulette. making a racket with this, you know, with this carpet. <laughs> Like rolling along behind, the vast majority of beasts and natural predators in this place are far more afraid of you. Hard pass. Hard than, uh, what you'd be more afraid of here is raiding parties of those uh, uh, of those intelligent. Uh, like drow or something. Uh, drow possibility and bugbears, goblins, bugbears, dwergar even. Oh, it's just, yeah. And this is a part of the world that uh, you, you're very unfamiliar with. <laughs> it's dark yes. in the Underdark. Very little. So your your time in the Underdark so far has been in Deep Amaskar, which is a very uh, brightly Developed lit location. city in general. Uh, the Deep Amaskar, the, the Deep Amaskar people, you know, light their city very brightly as a sort of source of pride to overcome the darkness here. You know, there are a lot of other underdark races that embrace the darkness as just part of who they are. The Deep Mascar, the Deep Mascari seem to sort of flaunt their, uh, flaunt their overcoming of it. Much as well, modern humans, you know, build buildings way up into the sky to defy gravity, right? You know, you've got the, uh, You've got the same thing going here at the Deep Mascara. So this is your they first time as you movements. as you enter through these tunnels and go out, you're seeing the true, complete and utter darkness of the Underdark. Now all of you have dark vision, is that right? Yeah. Yes. 100%. With, uh, w- when, with my belt. Be- when Bear Jar has the belt. 
Yes. On. Yeah. She never easier when that's off. the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and, yeah. Uh, I mean, I assume we we might have still like no. I guess maybe we wouldn't want a light because we would want to attract anything. Not want a light. Well, it means you don't get to see us while yeah. we're traveling. Yeah. Uh, we can't see them. They can't see us. Mark says, "Let's be cautious about a light here. Uh, it's like walking around the forest, screaming at the top of your lungs." Surely other things can find you without the screaming, but the screaming makes it miserably worse. We'll light the light when we get close to this beast. I have. Will be our presence will be known at that point. So I'll go on ahead a little bit to see if we come across any tracks of something we should avoid. See, so he's just gonna go take point a little bit. Yeah. Baron will bring up the rear. I'll take point too. I mean, I've got longer dark vision than most of us. Okay, I'll be up there with you. Keep her safe. <laughs> when everyone takes point, if no one's special. If one takes first, takes point. Can we? Can you have a point. If the like second one goes, there's like, oh, the competition. Road, so basically, Scrim Corn, Scrim Corn, Oil Vein, and Bear Jaw have all just gone up at yes, a triangle. triangle. What? Come what? stay back and defend what? the wagon. If they get him, they're still squishy, though. Don't worry, there'll be plenty left. If, it's if it gets what? dangerous, we can teleport away. Okay. Let the let the half brothers do what they do best. A couple Talk times. I don't know what they do best. Baron is sitting on the Many back of the wagon, facing <laughs> out by the crystal. Nice. She's taking up the rear. She's playing a harmonica. Did we talk about uh, dark vision and the spyglass? Does that work? Does it double? Do you have two X times the amount of yeah. dark vision? Yeah. That sounds like yes, no dice to me. You can turn it backwards. I think we said it worked once. It definitely has to. Yeah. It's way more fun if it does. It's really cool. It's way more fun if it does. There you go, man. I'll take that spyglass milk. Uh, you better bring it back with a piece. That's so different. <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't seen too many replacements down here. Roll a persuasion Brother, make sure I don't bump into any. <laughs> walking, holding Well, you know, if you put, if you put it on his jobs. shoulders. Max, you he's you got walk. one on your back. He's doing all the love. Well, that's the range on your dark vision now with that. 120 feet, so that's 2x. 240, uh, that's 240 feet. feet. That's pretty yeah, good. Pretty solid. Well, under a mile, though. Yeah. Although, I guess we would know we're getting yeah. that close. Well, I think it's your perception like, for things vision, far like, away from you. But a minus of things nearby. Okay. Not a problem. Well, not. Yeah, right <laughs> That's the like goblin a, specialty. Like a sword like, king version of a spyglass? Did <laughs> um, oh, uh, like you just go wrong? <laughs> uh, mechanics question. Uh, I would love. We're. I mean, I hate to do to interrupt with the game business. Um, we were talking about the Arcana Unearth stuff. There were a couple yeah. of just added spells. Yeah, to this. Are list. those? Do we want to avoid any kind of confusion? We, we, we weren't making a decision on that today. Uh, everything in that is not. I have noticed there's just material. more spells in my spell list already. Oh, they just if there's something particularly cool, oh, there's a couple I, new ones. I would, love to, I, would, I would love to entertain a rule of cool. Yeah, just, just super in, cool. In, in, entertainment, in, entertain it if it sounds cool. That's fine. I, I've loved. Basically, I found out that I've been one spell short. My spell, my oh. spell book has. I've memorized one fewer spells. Sure, do it for now. Well, cool. yeah. Do it for now. Let's move forward. Fire shield. Uh, no concentration. A couple times the bullet, uh, uh, the bullet stops in its tracks, and you hear it growl deeply, which resonates like through the ground just slightly. When this thing, when this thing like 
growls out a warning. Its whole body just shakes. It shakes feels the earth. Its bones. It shakes the earth as a defensive mechanism. As it looks to one like side and stops. Like, oh, Mock sees nothing. Oh there, oh there. What do you sense? And then it just continues going. Uh, he gives it like a, a rough as he can pat on the direct top of his skull, which is very comforting. Being broken like <laughs> boom, boom. He's like, all right, and he goes. <laughs> Uh, it's good. Weird, weird animal. Very weird animal. At one point, uh, Oil Vane, who can see the furthest, sees a flock of cloakers <laughs> flying about 60 feet away. You can see 60 feet away. Is it dangerous? Yeah. Uh, uh, six or seven cloakers, a very dangerous underdark predator. Predator, keeping yeah, their distance at about 60 feet. Is in the 60 mo- feet is not far. Like That's like over there. Yeah, it's like your, where your deck is. Sixty yards. Yeah. Uh, uh, how far can you see? Uh, Two hundred forty feet. Oh, then more like two hundred feet. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the rest of us see it because I don't have that far. That's, like, that's, that's, like that's what I specifically said. Is only you can see it. So yeah. oil vein can see it, and they're they're just staying out at that range, and they seem to be uh, uh, they're like looking at you and staying with your uh, uh, keeping pace with you. And sort of flying out of range and in range just a little bit. Yeah. Oil Vane, uh, he does a series of taps. On, uh, he doesn't say it out loud, but a series of taps on uh, uh, <clears throat> conferring with uh, Scrimcorn about Brother what they're seeing. Brother Code. Bro Code. Bro Code. Tap, 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 tap. Tap, tap, tap. That's the uh, combination that means cloakers. <laughs> yeah, you can, uh, you feel like a. A gesture upwards and like. Wake up my itch. Nods. It's just like. Kind of motions that we give him a wide berth. And uh, after about 20 minutes of this pursuing, the cloakers break off, disappear into the darkness again. You don't see them further. Little critters here and there, mostly the life that you see here in the Underdark skitters away from you as you approach. You're seeing various creatures, like you're walking around in the dark outside. You're louder, you're bigger, you're scarier. Is there a lot of topography? Are we going down and up and down and up, or is it relatively flat? It's, um... uh, This path is is more down than up. So it's, uh, uh, it's an average of downhill going a little deeper. It's a combination of tunnels for some of the day and uh, big cavernous open areas for others as the map shows you where uh, shows you where to go and the safest path to travel. There's a couple areas marked on the map. This is like, you know, don't go over here, like bugbear activity and... So Jerusalem's kind of navigating, like, old sheep to rock ahead or want to go a sharp left? Eventually... I want to call one other thing. Go ahead, go ahead. A lot of drow innate abilities are fueled directly by magical energies that exist only in the Underdark. Yeah. Is Oil Vane feeling any of this? His half drow nature yeah. rarely comes into play. How is this? Oil here is here is like your your your, your the environment of your heritage. Well, he was uh, he he was half. mostly a city kid, and then I think he kind of they would venture out a little bit sometimes, but never too deep. Like I think the closest. Uh, Resemblance to this particular journey he had was when he left Skullport and when he left to go to the surface. And there were sections when he had to go. Um, he did 
travel through various tunnels and like um, large uh, caverns. But uh, I don't think it's something he's necessarily tuned with. Like he kind of knew how to get out, but he didn't. How long ago did he leave the Underdark? Um, I think roughly when he was like 16, maybe? I'm trying to remember what age that was. It was three he, years I mean, ago. Yeah, because he had to leave. So it's been a few years, but most of his life was in the Underdark. So he's returned to a place that's more familiar to him. Yeah, the, the, the sky looks familiar yeah, in the Underdark, but the, this actual, you know, it's still very much, this is a lot more rural than he was used to. Like, very rural. I see. It's, a, it's a, still a foreign environment. So I didn't go on a lot of hikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was right. city kid, like you said. Interesting. So if anything, Diva Mascar was a little more Is that something that um Locke asked? <clears throat> yeah, let's let's let's, let's well, we'd like, like to have it between two people. We're just curious. That's a good point. Like it, very That's good. Uh, he's just on point. I they were they weren't close by, so I kind of right. called it out out of person. Oh. Have, I, Brother, tell me about your life. After a long day of travel, <laughs> you find the Boulette getting tired and your companions getting tired. Made a pretty good pace through here. You'd probably get to your destination at the end of the next day, or you could camp out before that day and get there on the morning of the third day. It'd be up to you. Mock would look out for a cave with a dead end, a place where they may have, you know, they may be able to hunker down. The map actually has uh, the map actually has marked on it like uh, places where the expeditionary uh, uh, team normally goes. Right, Coulson, right here it says there's a a, a cave with a dead end. What wonderful! One that they uh, looks like they push some big rocks in front of it while they're not using it. I keep looking down these side paths, but I can only see so far. No idea where to go without 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 an indicator. Beardrop Aurora, will you help clear those rocks? I got this. As we approach the cave, Baron tests to see if there are any red dragons nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Within uh, what's Within a mile? Thirty it's miles. Thirty miles. Thirty miles. <laughs> 30 miles. Pretty no pretty red dragons. It's straight miles. up. Perfect. Yeah, went twenty-five miles straight up. <laughs> Amazing. Or I think what he was really concerned about was like. 50 feet ahead yeah, in this cave. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't, don't, don't yeah. move those rocks! <laughs> Smoke just coming out. Uh, Get the rocks yeah. moved fairly easily and uh, uh, head into this. Right, fairly easily. I would say dark cave, but it's. If you say dark cave, it's not noticeably dark. dark. Campsite is what I'm Yeah, there's provisions. Yeah, it's there's a campsite. Like, yeah. A fire pit, some simple cooking gear, some extra like jugs of water and like heart attack and stuff like that. Let's break out the brews and. Make a schedule for the watch. Why? Never been in the Underdark before, Aurora. Is this your first time? Uh, first time. How do you find it? First time, last time. I, uh, uh, I could, uh, well, it's very adventurous, and that's exciting. I suppose so. Must say I find myself a bit nervous about the whole thing. I haven't done a lot of Underdark exploration myself, but, uh, you're in good company. We'll pull through. Well, now I'm a bit more nervous, but I also feel better about it. So, thanks for telling me, Baron. <laughs> Did your wife travel through the Underdark? Oh, sure, journeys? plenty. She liked to go visit the old drow cities and do trading there. and Well, maybe not the drow cities, but she always seemed to come back with drow things. And <laughs> she, she wasn't. Your she wife was such an adventurer. Oh, truly she was. Was your wife fluent in drow? I think she spoke most of the Underdark languages, I. 
Did you ever she was a trainer. Like the wrong one died in that Tell us a story of Fenelon. Yeah. Let us smoke our pipes and speak of uh, and think of the uh, our loved ones long departed. Oh, great gosh. Baron regales tales of various <laughs> places that she had gone to and things that she had seen and occasional anecdotes and. Uh, it's heartwarming, just like. And, the, and eventually, he 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 breaks off in in uh, <laughs> as he is overcome with emotion Aww. at one point, for it is still all too fresh. For he has been with this person over a century, and she he lost her but a year ago. You should give her name on your. Why do woman? The the emotion though is uh, resonates and uh, mock drinking, listening to good stories. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe not making a lot of noise, but some sort of maybe kind of humming or chanting. Just he's swept up in it all. He is he's also emotionally touched by stories of his wonderful uh, cousin's wife-in-law, whatever that is. Relation. Aurora shouts out, Ah, by the gods! Are you okay? And uh, she looks back to the group, and you see her holding the rod, <laughs> the stun stick. You're supposed to hold the other end. And, uh, uh... Did it interrupt your spell? She gets up and she's <laughs> rubbing her arm. And she says... Don't lick it. She looks around to the group and says... Uh, Scrimcorn. Aye. Says, would you be willing to... Help me practice with it a bit? Mock <laughs> <laughs> pretends he's doing something really busy. He's like... Oh, but I get some intent. Well, it's a very complex cut. Fairgas is just like. I think the moulette needs a rubbing right. down. Tending. I suppose. Do it, brother. Do it. Uh, he says, just a bit of sparring. He says, it hurts like the dickens, but. Uh, uh, Thanks. But she says, <laughs> but I don't think it lasts. Alright. Easier to be using mold earth. Use a cantrip. He, he his knows. foresight in trying to use the the, the stun okay. rod in favor of his own party has only led him to further stunning himself. <laughs> That's what you get for making friends. Um, he just didn't want to burn out all his spell slots in the sparring, and then boom, clucker swarm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he'll uh, say, "All right, I'll try moving a bunch of dirt." <laughs> you hit him with the old thorn whip, and you stop. I'll patch you up. And uh, <laughs> at this point, it is the old Thornwick. And Scrim and uh, Scrim and Aurora, uh, you know, had a little bit away from the, uh, the 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 campfire to do some practice. And Barry does like right up in that, like she's like just like right at the edge of this hole. Baron does stand by for a uh, wound tending if needed. She hits him uh, uh, a couple times, but like the timing's hard, and then she says, "Okay, okay, this time, don't tell me you're going to do it." And then he just suddenly casts. Oh. And then she uh, uh, she stabs it in and hits it and on uh, on Scrim, interrupting the mold earth. He says, earth, earth. Thank you. Quite good. Do you mold some other? You have the idea. Now let's see how long you can go while she still has it touching you. What? She says, I don't think we should, and uh, and she says, I think it's running out of energy, or whatever it uses, and then she uh, heads on over to Drewston's tent and says, It's important to find your limits. Says, not yet. You can, she says, could you help me understand the limitations, how much it can be used? 
Because I don't want oh, to. No. Oh, you're done using it? I don't want to break it as she shoves it towards <laughs> your face. This is my total. She touches the metal static electricity. They get uh, recharged by the I, corrupt dealings of uh, an authoritarian government. For Myung uh, uh, ones that I found like this, and he pulls out the the wand of magic missile and pulls out his wand of entangle that he has only once used to hold on to treasure underground, underwater. <laughs> he says, uh, upon the, uh, the recharge in the morning, oh, whenever that would be, uh... I'll assume yours works the same way. You can do it and identify. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to move a little past is the assumption part. Oh. I thought we already knew what this thing did. We do uh, never identified it. Oh, well. Scrimcoin got it and handed it to Aurora. Well, I mean, we have a stat block. Carefully hummed it here. Uh, and then he zips out of his tent. Says, could I, could I, could I watch you do it? Meh! Meh! Uh, says okay, it's and she just nice. sits outside of his tent. He gets a little weirded uh, out because now he's able to recognize that he kind of goes into a fugue state, and he really feels uncomfortable to have people watch you do that. <laughs> like they could pull pranks on him. All right, this is what it does. I would love to do that. Uh, like he goes into a like, We need your Jennifer. This comes in like a bunch of cups balanced on and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the watch is established. The camps are pitched. And the night begins. Shake it up now. Who's first to watch? Whatever. Berger. Berger. And first watch, I guess? Bergers and Bergers. When Bearjaw is on watch, she picks a fight with herself. With a gelatinous cube. (laughs) Arm wrestles. Fuck you, cube. The load bearing column in their cave (laughs) tries to tackle the boulette. Yes, all of those. Shit. She's like, it's she sees the floor <laughs> shifting. Oh dear. Oh dear. Just at the edge of her Great dark vision range. She immediately nudges whoever is nearer, nearest to her. Roll that dice again, Russ. It's it's mocked. I'm say that Baron, the light globe. Does not require any attunement, and he is giving it to whoever is on watch just in yeah. case. Yeah, yeah, Smart she's idea. got it. She's still gonna. She hits Mock in the head with the unlit globe. <laughs> it's one oh. pound. <laughs> and Mock is like, ah, once again having fallen asleep with the pipe there. in his mouth. Pipe mouth. There it is a thing. Worse than cotton. I see a thing over there. It is moving a little. He, like, blearily, like, opens an eye and looks at it, and then greases for his spyglass and goes, ah, fuck! Oh, <laughs> man! <laughs> He, you look at me, he's holding it. <laughs> he's holding it. Yes. Oh, it's so valuable. Uh, uh, you are from the Underdark. Is that the thing I should worry about? It is hard to see. Uh, but, like, yeah, just the second it takes for him to uh, to become alert. And, uh... You haven't lit up the light yet, right? No, you haven't lit up the light. Uh, and does Moxie you as well? You can faintly hear the... Like dozens or hundreds of little legs moving, and you can see a sort of shifting ground as whatever it is is moving closer towards us. It could be a crab migration. Maybe it's just children. Could be just ants. Yeah, as it slowly shifts towards us and into our vision, do we see a greater sense of what it is? As it gets closer, you can see what looks like hundreds of small crabs. Oh, crab migration. (laughs) Uh, Are they going to invade our cave? 
I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. Well, so are they coming in our cave at this point? They're moving slowly in your direction. I mean, you can't tell how big the group is because it's at the edge of your vision. You want to crush some crabs with me? Mox says, perhaps we just put the rocks back in place that block this. To crush the crabs with, yes, I agree. A few crushed crabs never hurt anyone. (laughs) And Mox says, bear jaw in, blocking off the entrance. As you, like, head... You're, like, standing at the entrance probably, right? Yeah, as you start moving the rock and, like, shifting it, the crabs skitter away, like, quickly and just leave the thing and the noise goes away. Yeah, they have yeah. tested our defenses. They will be back with a more number. I like that we're creating a low barrier, though. Yeah, so good. Something that we can we successfully leverage bullies of return fire. Yeah. Yes, against the crab army. The crabs. Well, <laughs> crabs can grow very large. I know. Especially in these deep places. What's the largest crab you've ever fought, Berja? Well, well, there was an oyster <laughs> once. Oh, tell me of the oyster. Mock's now up. As no, Mock, and, uh, Mock and Bearjaw share the rest of Bearjaw's uh, uh, watch. Crustacean <laughs> battles of past days. And uh, the rest of the night, the rest of the night passes without incident. Or invasion. Mock's up in his armor. Constitution check. That's a one. Oh. I'm, I am exhausted. Low On one. account of me waking you up. No, no, no. Let's sleep in your armor. Huh? You gotta roll that constitution check. Another day's travel begins. I think there's a high-level spell that removes exhaustion. <laughs> a few hours in. I don't have it yet. <laughs> it's not even close to accessible, but... Just know it. A few hours in, you see the top part of the skull of a humanoid resting in the middle of the tunnel that you're walking through. Mm. Tiny remains of a wick and blobs of wax form a melted candle. Flow over the sides of the bone. The wants to know what kind of humanoid creature. Looking it is. for tracks around that thing. Roll it. I invoke the power of Baronspiration. Baron looks at the skull to see if he can determine what kind of a creature skull it was. I'm going to help you with that. Lucky cricket and a fortune. Oh, it's great. Oh. I gave it. I gave it. And what did you get? Um, quite good. Was it worth it? Um, well, yeah, either a two or a ten. So, uh, no, no. Oh, for his thing. Um, sorry, I forgot to put the actual thing in that. Uh, so that's twenty. And be gentle with yourself. You're doing the best you can. (laughs) Oh, okay. You get a twenty. Yeah, I got 20. Total. Scrim sees... Goblin tracks. Yeah. Scrim says, Goblins. I don't know what they're, they're doing old. with this skull. Couple days, a couple days old. <clears throat> um, Do you roll a nature check for your thing? Were you assisting me? Yes. Uh, you get to roll. What was your you roll. assist roll? Oh, cool. Probably not very much. I don't Better than a two. Well, it's not. It's just the roll. Oh, 18. Cool. Well, I have no bonus, so it's 18. <laughs> uh, that ain't bad. Bear jaw and Barons look around the skull, pick it we're up, both, look at it like, at it. is it a, is it an elf? Could be a human. It's a dwarf. Oh. 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 That's not tasteful. Do you want it? <laughs> 
Do you want it on my staff? Is it, is it an elf? Ew, it's a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's just horrible. Can you speak with it, Colton? What? Well, I uh, could another day. Hang on, do it, baby. Anyone can talk to a skull. Well, no, fair. but it takes a special person to have the skull talk back. Yeah, that's just, that's just you forgot you could do that. Bones. Why don't you talk to more yeah, dead bodies? Yeah, but we can find out, like, yes, I died so when much. the goblins who had killed that Neolithid or whatever. Oh, I was <laughs> Well, it, it's, a, it's not a spell I currently have prepared. prepared. Oh. No, so. Well, hold on to we can do that, mm-hmm. and uh, we talk to that shrunken head you currently yes, have. I have. We oh, also need to, to talk to that shrunken oh, head. Yeah. Berna, in fact, takes and says, uh, why don't you put this with the other one? <laughs> <laughs> Into the reliquary it goes. Uh, <laughs> lose I, I mean, technically we've got yet another skull on top of this death right. tower. It's just, you definitely want to hear what that's going yeah. to say. Are you a powerful wizard? Fuck no, you. I was hired by a powerful wizard. Yeah, I was an accountant. <laughs> And then he killed me. <laughs> I was you know, his secretary. <laughs> Poor choice of profession. My head on here. Um, so there's goblins, and they're leaving skull candles around. In, Weird. In goblin culture, does a skull candle have special significance? It's not that unusual of a sight. Mox speaks goblin to see any any uh, anything scratched on the walls here and there, or on that skull. Like this. This way to Neil. Uh, yeah, you do. In fact, you uh, you look around and you see a little goblin uh, scrawling. It's not like language, but Mo- but Mock speaks goblin. He knows the meaning. It's a uh, it's a sort of sigil that just represents victory in battle. Uh, goblins one. There must be more, a lot more of them than just one or two. Small numbers will run. Larger numbers will lose every time. And it's not, you will not see goblin victories until you see a much larger contingent of them. I'd be wary. How fresh was that skull? I'm going to say something about... Dwarves aren't oh, a mortal oh. mock. The, the, the candle he says, part was a couple days Against old. three goblins? Okay. Practically. Skull, long dead. The skull, uh, uh, the skull... Like, bleached? Fleshless? Well, yeah. I don't know how it would get bleached yeah. here. Long dead. Bleached? Long dead. From the, it's from the clean by carrion. Let's not worry about if it there gets bleached go. or not, please. <laughs> yes, How much did the skull weigh? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you continue <laughs> traveling. What was the alignment of the other skull? I'd rather talk more about my sweet boulette. And the boulette stops in its tracks. What am I feeding the boulette? Rocks. Minerals. Right. They do eat minerals. Rocks. Uh, and I find them the best ones available. They Aww, eat animals and stuff. Uh, they eat dwarfs. They also rocks with their skulls they, on this They road. digest things like dinosaurs used to. They need yeah, rocks in their belly to help grind up the oh, food. Gizzard. Gizzards, exactly. But they don't eat a lot of rocks. They're not no. eating the majority of the rocks. It's not a nutrient rock. Yeah, no. We can no. feed it honey. But bullets. From uh, the honey jar. Are they carnivores? They eat everything. But yes, they are carnivores. He's shoving all kinds of things into his mouth. He is scooping up all <laughs> sorts of like, uh, uh, like there's like a little area where like some bugs went under a rock and it just goes <clears throat> when like like it's a bear in, and just like <laughs> chomps I'm down. Underdark shark bear. Yeah, underdark shark bear. Extremely omnivorous. We got a lot of tiny crabs too. 
Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. There's a couple of crabs that got squashed in like the whole, yeah. you know, barrier, and we open up, and he's just like, hmm, good crab. <laughs> <laughs> it, it basically takes like big bites just out of the ground. It's a natural burrower, so it can just like, like just cru- like some bugs like went into the ground and just crunches he's, he's in. Big, and it takes a big, a big bite. It's like a big filter dog. feeder. That's yeah. yeah. underdark yeah. shark. Whale. Shark. Whale. Bear. Whale. Basking shark whale, bear. Well done. It, it leaves a lot bane. of huge shits along the way because it's mostly like a rock that just passes through its system. Like a termite mound of a shit, like behind them. It's just, just constantly. That's good. And we continue to ride. Baron, riding on the back of the cart, watches the shits disappear into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, he's on the back. He says, How did I get here? It's like, impossibly conical. How did I get to the situation? One shit. Two shit. <laughs> Continuing to travel. Blue shit. Not much else happens. Relatively safe Sounds journey great. through the Underdark today. Because we're, we're, we're just going to a location. And you're faced with a crossroads. Do you go for the lair of this creature? You are, you are, you are a couple miles out from where it is, and as you uh, read, it can sense at least a mile away. It's a specific uh, how far it can sense is unknown. It but there's a part on the map indicated as a, a camp spot here that you could use or you could press on and take it today. Uh, here in the Underdark, the it's not like the light spell. is any different. No. I thought the non-detection spell would protect us, but it's one person and it's like a ten minute... Ah, one person sounds like an investigator to me. Protects him from divination magic. I don't know if this. Oh yeah, this counts as divination. Yeah, I think it's more non-detection from spells being cast rather than anything else. So, still in nowhere, coming. How does the laser cannon work, or crystal cannon, pokey? We pointed at it. The works howitzer. Do we do anything to it? Let's test it out. What did Titus say? Would she give us instructions? I assume. You recall her speaking. Uh, you will point it uh, at the creature and uh, pull this lever here. And uh, uh, she had done it in demonstration. It went. She started a loud humming. And then she cranked it back. It doesn't look like much, but trust me, it will piss it off. <laughs> in a. Beneficial way? And that helps us. Well, it dampens its abilities, but it will make it want to kill you. All right, and then what but are we... But so will attacking it with your weapons, so I figure it doesn't put you Let's in any worse position. I'm assuming we're not trying to kill it. We're just trying to collect something from it. What are we collecting? It is critical that you do not kill it. We could kill it. And what, what are we... Cl- are we looking for droppings? Do we need to one of make it... Tentacles. Tentacle. One of its tentacles. we got to pick a tentacle. Yeah, pick a tentacle. Any you tentacle. need to neutralize it. Oh, uh, you'll you'll need to uh, you'll need to knock it out cold. That will be challenging. And then once you have, just uh, pull one of its tentacles out of its uh, great maw all the way. Now we need to get it all the way to the root, and then sever it off and drag it back. Oh, and very important, when you drag it back, make sure it does not stay any closer than thirty feet away from any brain. Trust me. Say say it one more time. It needs to be close so, to brains or far away from brains? Far away from brains. Okay, because sound, sound like not any way closer than not. It's like there's too many knots. 
You could add some maize in there. Not Maybe close a to nary. our brains. Nary a brain shall be... Should we just put on the end of a rope and drag it? I don't care how you do it. But is it... Well, that will that ruin the meat it's or whatever? Uh, it's very hardy. I read how they've done it in the past. Oh, right. I, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a... There's a they would uh, 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 put it in a kind of rolling cage uh, and tie it to the, the back with a sturdy chain, dragging it along. Could I have brought a we rolling have, we have cage? Yes. And devil iron chains. That'll do it. Seems expensive. Yeah. Just well, we just got. Them. I got worried. I got worried how we actually it's get it into uh, the, uh, well, it's like the old ball and chain. Yep. You have a chain and a rolling cage. Uh, uh, Devil iron forts. Well, uh, Mark looks to the various magic users in the group and says, "If there's preparations to be made, I'm pretty exhausted myself. But uh, hardy enough and limber enough to go if." If you all have the preparation you need. Oh, I'm ready. I'll, I'll prefer to press on for if we need to fall back. Uh, I'd rather take a long rest after falling back than having to wait 24 hours to take a long rest. Well, if we fall back, it'll be a good time to make camp and collect our resources. Hey, good enough. Well, let's just go to it then. Unless anybody has any objections. Yeah, I mean... So we point this big thing at it, and then we beat the living tar out of it until it falls unconscious, and then we yank out a tentacle and drag it home. Sounds like a good time. That's the plan? Do I understand it? Right. Well, straightforward. We, uh, we have a map of the cavern, like something that could I tactically help us to organize ourselves, or, or is it just like a circle like, here be demons, and we'll find out what it actually the cave looks like. Yeah. Uh, it's more like, here be demons. Okay. Here be demons. After him now. Hey, well, uh, who wants to man the the lever? Aurora, would you be up for it? Uh, uh, and she looks. Shock, she looks to Scrimcorn. If if we're in luck and that shock stick has any effect on this thing, I'm more concerned about <laughs> the power it has with its mind compared to its tentacles. It's an action to use the. Device. It's interact with an object, but it would be okay. an action if you need to, uh, like orient it. Well, when we're in a few, uh, oh, uh, when you need to orient it, is that something that requires a strength greater than like? Well, yeah, three it's to designed. You know, excellent. Strength greater than designed three? by scientists. Yes. for scientists. Well, hang on, hang on. Strength, <laughs> uh, strength of three, like can't do shit. Servant could do could pull the lever. Oh, pull the lever? And use it. And use this device. Okay, which thing? I said there are two things okay. you should be able to do. Pull the Could lever, that's interact with an object. unseen servant operate this device? Uh, yes. Excellent. Could an unseen servant... Oh, it lasts servant. an hour. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Nope. Uh, he takes out... He says... Fulgurana's got to job then. Leave that cultist of eternal one alone! It's been a while! Been through so much! He takes out the, the half-face through the sarcophagus, the elven sarcophagus, and he goes, Servant of a Shardalon, you've come a long way. We have need of you again. And there's a shimmering of the elf cultist and a wary sigh. And he briefly explains... <coughs> How to use the crystal laser device. 
is a horse. It starts to turn towards the glitter Oh, candy. oh, meh, meh. <laughs> uh, so I'll have an unseen servant on there. Awesome. Be smart. It has a strength of two. Just strong enough. All right, unseen servant is oh. sitting next to Baron. What? Technically, it can't attack. Is using this thing and attack. No, I said it's an action to awesome. aim it and interact with an object to pull the lever. Awesome. Does it? Uh, right. It, I guess. I suppose if it was like a ballista. Then oh it yeah. Like it. So attack. on each of my turns, as a bonus action, I can mentally command the servant to move up to 15 feet and interact with an object. Nice. Uh, so it'll be a bonus action to command it to do so. Perfect. <coughs> cool. 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 We enter the cave. The group prepares. It's not uh, so much a cave as a... Cathedral. As a... Um, a cave is kind of an odd idea in the Underdark. Because it's all... A cave. It's all a cave. There, there's Ooh. rock above your heads at all times. So there's there's there are things that are kind of cave-like. Cave you know, like a lower, like little domey area. But this area that it is in is just kind of a, another... Area. It's it's a bit open, but with also some tunnels in the area. It's just where it is, and it just is where it is in this place in the Underdark. It's uh, that's why it's not very descriptive on this map. And you move in closer. How do you approach this? Yeah, what's our what's our battle plan here, Mock? You ever fought anything of this size before? Yeah. Uh, Mock's like. I heard the story of this creature, and it seems completely outlandish and otherworldly, like many of the things we face on our journey. That's but, right. But that's not to say we haven't learned any lessons from the past, for we have fought large towering creatures in the past, haven't we not? Yes, we have. We sprite that you joked we might be sent off to go and, uh, and, and battle again. You're not too far from the truth again there, Baird. Cunning and witty as ever. Fighting these large creatures is uh, is very problematic as they end up being much faster than us. So, keeping a certain eye towards uh, towards our speed may make sense. I think I'm going to ride the bullette. <laughs> uh, an oxen to do it down. And he says, uh, and he says, and as the only other observation that I have is that, much like the tempest themselves, hits hard. But only hits once. As much as it can attack something that's hardier, be it myself mounted or Berja as it usually is, uh, keeping it focused on something that won't do as much damage seems very important. So anything that would annoy it, namely operating that howitzer, should be done by somebody who's ready to be attacked. Those are my only thoughts. As for the spells and magical defenses that you could offer, what do you think? Oh, I'll, I'll have this, and he pulls out something you guys have only seen once before. Found it in Kundrakar. And it is just a little uh, stone figure of a dwarven shield warrior with a shield and a spear, but so worn away by just fingers and time that it's just kind of smooth. When he'd used it before in some old fight that I forget about, uh, it had slowed down the opponents. And he says, uh, with, with the, the power of this thing, 
um, and the, the magic of memory and the soldiers within it, I can slow it down so it can only do one attack, no matter how many attacks it has. Um, <laughs> and nice. uh, it has a penalty, armor class, dexterity, and all that. Um, Is this a magic item or a spell? No, a spell. Oh, what's um, a spell. But it's slow. Oh, just slow. So uh, nice it's slow. concentration. So I couldn't. I can't make people fly <coughs> or do uh, major images or stuff like that. Let's focus a little bit of the tactics on how you're approaching it physically towards its thing. So right at the end here, you're not actually going to do the yeah. combat right now. No. Uh, I think we should be a little spread out. Yeah, I mean, it's trying to maybe find some tunnels where we can kind of flank it. You know, get a little bit of a contained area around it. So that it's not going to just lunge. We talked about, like, if it lunges at all of us. We talked yeah. about that first time we fought the Tempest and how we all went in there and just got lit up by the first attack. Yeah. Should we make a wall down. before we go? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, no, I, I like the idea that we're kind of in a, in a semicircle, pretty spread out. And it won't, like, be able to grab any one of us. Yeah. Moving, like, around these, like, boulders and rock formations. Sure. Yeah. All right. There's a bit of a choke point heading into this like main area where it is. It makes <laughs> sense. Feet. Even unintelligent creatures just have like a natural burrowing, yeah. like sort of burrowing, uh, uh, burrowing instinct. instinct you yeah. know, just kind of have this like one area that like it can go den. in and out, like a den. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even like yeah. us, right? Like, hey, one entrance. Like, like everyone. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but it's big. It's uh, uh, it's a wide thing. There's plenty of room for you to spread out here. You know, call it forty feet uh, forty feet wide at its narrowest How area. How high is the, uh, this area. The, the, the ceiling? We've done some interesting spider climb stuff in the past. In this area here, the ceiling is uh, uh, the ceiling. It goes it goes up and down because it's not just like a flat ceiling, but it ranges from like eighty to fifty feet above. Okay. Anyone want to? Attack from the above, perhaps? I would nail want to concentrate on that when I'm preparing some bigger spells. I don't know if we have any potions of spider climb. We haven't found a lot of those since we found so. the initial ones. Yeah, yeah. I can look, though. And maybe that like, say shame. Let's I keep in mind that it's uh, it's weakness. You know, anatomically, the belly is often the weakest spot. Maybe encouraging it to rear up and receive attacking on the weaker <laughs> weaker portion would, uh, would be a wiser strategy. Are there any notes on uh, its biology as far as weak spots? Uh, I think it likes to eat brains. Yeah, it likes brains. It's weakness focus on for brains. approaching to the yeah. creature. Okay. Well, I think so all the strategy is about where you're going to poke it with your sword. Uh, well, we're in kind of a semicircle, slowly going in the area that we think it is, but we don't yeah. know where. So you're like it moving is. in like as a line, but like spread out, yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. at the ready. So trying not the, to be completely bunched up, and we're generally just walking towards the here, there, maybe dragons area. Our usual level of stealth, which is to say, pretty no, damn noisy no. for not the underdark. Yeah, where it's with a wagon quiet. and a boulette. Also, and a, apparently, you can just read our minds. So, so like, what's this right? look like? Mock is riding the boulette with the crystal howitzer behind and the unseen servant uh, invisibly uh, standing at the uh, at the lever at the lever of the crystal howitzer everyone else sort of approaching in a semicircle line sort of spread out not letting any, any <laughs> surprise uh, uh, lightning bolt that's exactly right blast the group have we learned enough Swim looks in the ground for tracks. Tracks. Get down. T-Rex. As you move into the lair 
of the Neothalid. A strange, overgrown tadpole larva of an illithid, sworn enemy of the dwarves. You see it. It doesn't try to hide. It sensed you coming, and it thought, easy prey. It thought. But you got a, you got a thing? It's in one of those oh chairs, boy. those spinning chair. It just oh turns boy. around with a, oh, got a, a snifter of brandy and a, a thin cigarette. Greetings. And you see it. Hey. Oh, yeah. Okay, that is enormous. Oh, okay, Drewston has been <laughs> an illusion for the last hour. He is still back in that cave. <laughs> a gargantuan, purple, spiked worm. Must be must be 200 feet long if it laid out in one line, but bunched up in a big bundle, its head rearing up above, and its maw opening up in four little sort of flaps of uh, skin, and you see it's just circular teeth uh, open wide as it lets out a scream that doesn't vibrate through the air, but just enters straight into your mind as you hear it. He ate all of his brothers! <laughs> and we'll continue next week. Yes. Yeah. Because one of its tendrils looks just a little bit newer than the others. I know. <laughs> See this guy. Be careful. Uh, Don't pick him up by the head. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's is this a, a, a U-print? That's his weakness. Oh, yeah. I, li- I like the, the uh, sparkly ground. I saw an in progress of this. Yeah, because Dan was here on Greg Monday. said, he left it, I went, Kaylin, have you printed yeah. Not yet. No, uh, I've, been, I've been reminding Greg periodically to print that, and we'll get that done. Uh, I am excellent. We got waylaid by let this project. The, uh, let me get it on the camera here real quick. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to uh, write a description of the staff so we can get our artist to uh, to do a fancy drawing of staff that has the animal skills and the, the orb of light with vines around it. There we go. Really cool. Thing is pretty enormous. It's pretty. Oh, what is it? Shiny. It's humongous. You have it. Good thing we have a shrimp has a product. Awesome. Bullet and a quartz.